2: Hello everybody and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, evening or afternoon, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to it. Oh. And sitting next to me is always
1: is... That one was good, Bill. It's me, Lee Michael Campbell. Hello everybody. We're talking to the Nasty Boys and girls across the whole wide world. Billy, do you want to ask them something? How
2: y'all feeling?
1: Pretty get, good. Pretty good. Yeah, we gave you a moment to 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 answer us, and we switched it up. Billy asked you guys how you were doing, and not me. And uh, <laughs> I stepped you on know, it. Yeah, that's what we're doing, baby. We're switching it up. We're at the War <coughs> Emporium, but guess where we are? We're
2: on the roof. Yeah.
1: What's the opposite of inside? Outside. Outside, baby. We're out on the roof right now. We're looking at the Queen City skyline itself.
2: Oh, and you know what? It's t- it's too beautiful outside. It's going to rain all weekend, so we might as well give you the sultry sounds of the police sirens and the birds and Take in whatever. the
1: outdoors. You've got to be missing the sound of, like, a, uh, a, a bustling metropolis. Yeah, and it's not even that bustling, which is also so nice. It's kind of the beauty of this apartment and really Cincinnati in itself that, I mean, I mean... You guys this is you guys can't see it but I mean I'm talking like primo view of the skyline we are in the complete and total fucking thick of things yeah. We could walk to the hub in five minutes. Mm. We could, I mean, every we're in the middle of Cincinnati right now, and it is. It's not quite bustling.
2: No, and we're drinking the fanciest of drinks. Oh,
1: goddamn, we're drinking out of martini glasses. You guys can see that on the uh, Instagram yeah. a little bit later on. Hmm. Go ahead. I, I guess that'll be the picture of the Instagram for the post. Mm-hmm. So you guys will see it. Billy and I are looking very regal, drinking some Manhattans made f- by the uh, first lady of the pod. Who's right here.
0: I'm right here.
1: We got our girl with us, Alicia Galena DeVoe.
0: That's me, enjoying this beautiful night before the rainy weekend. It's the first night that it got, or first day, I guess, that it got over 60 degrees in the last five days. It's absolutely gorgeous. Not looking forward to the rain, but looking forward to the nicer temperatures.
1: So do you think, because tomorrow, at least here in Ohio, tomorrow the 15th, Excuse me.
2: <coughs> Bless you. And COVID. today,
1: <coughs> COVID, Blessings maybe COVID? Yes, absolutely. Very sick, and uh, <laughs> I am dying. It's yeah. Good to sit next to you. I think that you know the patios in Ohio open tomorrow. Bars can have people come in and drink booze and eat their food mm-hmm. on their patios. Yeah. If it rains, how much of the Like, the metric of people that were ready to come out on the patios tomorrow, right? Yeah. You take that piece of the pie chart, and then you throw in the variable of rain. How many of... Okay, so the people that are going to go out tomorrow are some down motherfuckers. Yes. They're the ones that want to pay a bartender and want to tip a bartender and want to smoke a cigarette on a patio and get drunk in public. You mean us. Us. The three of us. Yeah. 100% of this current podcast (laughs) falls into that piece of the pie chart, right? Right, yeah. So out of that piece of the pie chart, how many of them are so fucking down that they're ready to just go sit in the rain and drink and smoke cigarettes.
2: Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say nay because I don't have a, a fucking booze poncho yeah. ready at, my,
1: ready at but the disposal. You, I mean, you got that throwback, Mariners. I could wear the Anorak. It I,
0: depends on the severity of the rain.
1: Yeah. If, if it's we're like, talking
0: downpour, I don't think we're going to have very many people. And I think that the people you will have when there is a downpour are the people you should be concerned about and you should be calling their family members, asking if they have a problem.
1: Good point. Yeah. If
0: we've got a light rain, I'd be out. Thunderstorm, no one should be out.
1: No. No, if you, you're, you're... Light
0: rain? I think the three of us. I think out. that
1: there is a tinge of fun that comes in, and it might also like increase social distancing if it is just fucking pouring, and you look at your partner and you're like... You want to go get a drink, and you just walk outside in like a pair of sweatpants and a white t-shirt because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. No hair done. No makeup done. I don't know. It'll just be interesting to see how it fucking shakes out. Dude, I I know for a fact, just out of personal preference, if it's pouring dog-ass rain, I ain't going out.
2: No, but if it's pouring down rain, I am still wearing my white
1: shirt. I am showing
2: everyone my nippies.
1: Your brand new bod is what you mean Dude, I'm
2: the cultivated bod the, the the temple needs to be shown to the people
1: I couldn't agree more, man I think it's you time You look fucking fantastic we just look. We just watched an old stand-up clip of yours from what? Like January. January Late January Couldn't even recognize the kid Feel good Couldn't even recognize the kid, man The hair wasn't doing you any favors No You let the hair go long, bro. Yeah, it's winter. You had a goddamn mullet. It's winter. I
2: let it go (laughs) too long.
1: You had a goddamn mullet.
2: Dude, it got so bad a couple years ago that Mike O'Keefe even commented on a photo. He's like, bro, get a haircut. (laughs) Fix
1: this shit, dude. You look awful. You're too handsome to have a lesbian mullet.
2: But that also she loves it because then it just keeps the other broads away. You know, from getting them fingers on it. That?
1: Yeah, you guys can't see it, but Alicia's face said otherwise. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> who told you that? When, a, that when you
2: were drunk one night, you said, "I'm glad you have your mustache, because then no other ladies will hit on you."
0: That's hilarious. Because I don't remember saying it, and that's something that I would definitely
1: think. <laughs> Yeah. What's funny about that is that I don't remember it but it's probably true. It's <laughs> 100% true.
2: No matter how drunk I am, I remember the insults to my my baby little stashy here, which has grown in. No, oh, I love nice. the stash. I contemplated shaving it the other night.
1: I was staring no, in the mirror.
0: No, quarantine can't do that to you, Ben. Yeah. I like the stash.
1: It's 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 funny what because you've established, you have a stash list.
0: Mm-hmm. Stash, yes! Oh.
1: Like, like, mustache for you, because it's trendy now, right? Yeah. I've got a little mustache. I've been rocking it for a little over a year now. Yeah. But still, like, I hopped on the mustache train. White Cuff just hopped, just Zach White Cuff yeah. at, at white, Whack Zycuff on, uh, on the gram. Uh, Mohammed has a mustache. Like, mo- Like, mustaches are kind of cool and trendy now, whereas mm-hmm. you have been, you rocked it like you rocked it for years while yeah. you were the only motherfucker in the yeah. city with a yeah. mustache. And then we were watching. Which is, hey, can I just say? Of course. So commendable. Thank you. So commendable. Because mm-hmm. now it's a thing but it's been your thing. So it's Good. not a thing, it's just who you are. I think right. that
0: boy's five years in the making. I
1: mean, that stash is and it's, and it's had some trims. It's had a few. It's had a few trims, but, like, I don't know. Your stash is the Cincinnati mustache. Uh, That means a lot. After Mr. Redleg, you have the most... Wouldn't you agree? I agree with that. Who has a more...
2: Important people, mustache. Okay, I love the th- fact that you said important, because that is true to the scene. Because <laughs> I was a trailblazer. Because <laughs> uh, you could say this mustache is the Oregon Trail, because it's been going on for a while. And a lot of people have died on it. Yeah, and it's, and it's, <laughs> it's eating some poop. Ha ha ha
0: Oh, Oh, Alicia's face. She's so mad. I couldn't Uh, tell if you said poon or poo. Poo. Poo.
1: Either way, I (laughs) think she made the same face. You know what? The difference between
2: poon and poo with us is... Two inches. I was about to say, maybe (laughs) a fucking half inch, bro.
1: Bro, the the female anatomy is wild. How fucking
0: fat do you think my taint is? Yeah,
1: yeah. you think you got the biggest taint? A two inch taint would mean Alicia was 700 pounds and 10 feet tall. (laughs) Because the female taint, now that we're talking about these important important talking points, like the female taint is on it. Can we even say that women have a taint?
0: It's like a small patch it, of hair. Oh, it's barely
1: yeah. nothing, dude. You're talking about a piece of skin that's enough to get like what three pieces, like three strands of hair. Is that technically a
0: body so, mine's Stop. Than that.
2: Stop talking about my mustache like
0: that.
1: Okay, <laughs> my it's mustache not the one is one tongue, mm,
0: tongue touch. Just yeah, one
1: single tip of the yeah. tongue, man. But I'm just saying, like the female taint, dude. Like, depending yeah. on who you are, like. There is no space between the butthole and the vagina.
2: None. It's it's literally the tip of the envelope
1: when you're licking. No shit, man. That's what it is. It's That's not what even seals the envelope. Not e- it's not even a corner of the stamp. It's just right up top when you're mailing that cum, dude. That shit is light. And trust me, I'm not even that concerned about it. Like the female <laughs> taint, I'm not concerned Neither. about it. I mean, I've got your vagina and your b hole, and both yeah. of those are up for the taking. Yeah. As long as it's consensual, because here are the nasty boys. We may be nasty, but we are about consent.
2: Yes, I shouldn't have hesitated. Yeah, Why did yeah, hesitate?
1: The hesitation there is a bit questionable, and honestly, you know what it tells me? I'm real nasty. You're a good lover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like to wake them up with it, you know. Dude, Aww. think back of the fucking best sex you've ever had, and remind me of the consent that happened.
2: There was barely any. Dude, I'm
1: just saying. Like, of course, what, what, of course, what, consent what is
2: you? possible.
1: Yeah, at least she just goes, when was it?
2: I'm like, it was with you. When you were wasted, you're like, put it. And I'm like, yep, we're going to go for
0: a while.
1: Put it. And I was like, yeah, baby. Oh, man, I don't know. It's uh, it's just, uh, like, of course consent is... we're gonna go on the consent? No, I'm just saying it's the most important thing (laughs) in the world. But how much of how much of consent is assumed during a good relationship, a good date, a good night?
2: That's true because a lot of the time, like, I think it's more when you're in a relationship, like, we're married, there's moments where we're like, one of us doesn't, but one does, and it's just like, let's do it for the other person.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, we have been there. But of course, but I mean, we're talking about like uh, we're talking about like an established relationship in sure. your in your case, a, a marriage. Right. I we're mean, not that's talking a, like, like a the, one night. thing. That's a whole different thing. I, I don't know. Like these are murky yeah, waters. Yeah, that's a whole murky water to go into. But I'm just saying, water. as far as consent, consent now in today's world has kind of been defined as you ask. And then you get an affirmative message, and then you continue. hmm But, like, in a sexual encounter... Yeah. S- so much of consent is assumed. Would you not agree? Yeah, because there might be something going on Dude, that they don't Dude, if you're trying like, to do some wild fucking shit, like, you need to consent yeah. to sticking your fingers in a girl's... I don't... But even then, do you? <laughs> like, if you're in the... In the throes of passion, yeah. you want to fucking fish hook your girl. I
2: don't know. It's kind of one of those things where they go, no, 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 no. Like you have to just know where the boundaries are and let them fight back. Like and just not fight back because that's bad when you're talking about consent. I meant like, hey, have that open portal of communication. And it's like, no, no, no. Yes, no, I know. Okay, we'll figure this out. But right, what do you think? You're 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 a woman here.
0: I am, loosely.
1: <laughs> Not loosely. Loose, very loosely a woman. She goes back and forth between genders.
2: Yeah, very
1: fluid.
0: Wait, we're talking about consent? Yeah. Consent.
1: I'm just, I, I have had a couple times in the throes of passion with a female, I have had them throw their fucking hand up against my throat. Yeah. And they didn't say, can I? Mm-hmm. But when they did, like... I would I would I would be able to accurately depict me not wanting that to happen like yeah. I don't know consent happens in the moment No a I'm lot. with you
0: I'm with you I've I've been there I've been there I had one time I was on a date that I wasn't super feeling and we were making out and um
2: It was with with, with me
0: Yeah it was with Bill No
1: before the she dude was dude put his term. hand
0: down my pants and I just went, man, I'm really not feeling this. And luckily, dude was cool and he was like, all right, I get it. And
1: that is consent.
0: Yeah. Communication hand is went consent. Like, down my pants like before I was like, put your hand down my pants. But when he stopped right when I was like, I'm not feeling it, I was like, you're respectful." Isn't that hot? Isn't yeah. that hot? Like, yeah.
1: communication? Like, like that... I don't know. Like, in, in a proper horny motherfucking sexual situation consent is in the moment like yeah asking can be hot right yeah it definitely can be hot like it's really it's really sexy when you break down like the points of a sexual interaction and you're like you want me to can i do this yeah and then and then she or he says yeah and you say do you want me to do this it, like it can't you can work yeah. it up yeah. anything can be sexual if you're with the right partner right it right. can be mm-hmm. hot yeah yeah Man, that was really fucking sexy You guys locked eyes with oh, each I, other And said right at the exact same time <laughs> yeah. I,
0: think, I think it all depends On what we're talking about here too Like hand down the pants You know, but like inserting fingers Into people must be asked
1: Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree more Absolutely, but I just do think that a lot Of consent is uh, Based on Whatever interaction happened Before that Like
0: yeah 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 you know I wouldn't go straight for the throat
1: no oh no yeah no I don't choke people out I'm just saying like I have been grabbed upon the throat and then that's that moment in the interaction where you're just like right you just kind of break for a little bit you might have a chuckle and you're just like yeah you wanna you wanna do that yeah she's like yeah is that okay and it's like yeah.
2: yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> yeah, fucking go for it. And then it's like in the sweet words of my lady, boy. yo yo yoing, yo 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 But I think the sexiest word is, in the form of communication is, you look at someone you're getting ready to do something. You just go, yeah, and then you just go, yeah, yeah, dude. It's just those two words and the tone and the inflection gives you the fucking glee way to do that shit. And then, like that's when the floodgates open. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So,
2: like the 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 just the yeah the one syllable, the horniest
1: best word.
2: When any you're fucking. any kind of any
1: kind of communication. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go forth with the act without actually communicating with somebody, if you think that it's like a big, you know. Like, yeah. And that's just something that you get off of the person throughout the interaction, whether it's a night or if you're in a relationship or not. Do you
2: feel like communication changes between each time? Like, you know, to be honest with us, it's just like sometimes it's great and sometimes it's just okay. But it's just the moods that we're both
1: in and it's about
2: how each party's feeling in the situation. Oh, totally.
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, it's it's like if you're in a if you're in a sexual situation with somebody, ever both of those parties had their individual day, right? And they have lived their life up to that exact point, right? No, no. I my point was not to say fucking do it and deal with the oh, consequences no, 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 later. No, 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 I'm just saying, like, no, 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 no. I'm within not saying the that. moment.
2: No, I'm just saying in general with communication, because I feel like it shifted, like, from consent to communication, which communication is the most important part. Well, they're in, almost synonyms. And not just, yeah.
1: They're almost synonyms. They, they pretty much are synonyms.
2: It's what an it, ad, just not a, a synonym, but, like, an adjunct of that, where, like, consent is saying, yes, but communication is the entire experience.
1: I feel like a lot of people, and the reason why I say a lot of people is because it's me, and I want to rationalize it and feel better about myself. But like, I personally, like, when. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> no, but when you're when you're in a situation with somebody, a lot of the times, if when it when it is a sexual situation, like, mm-hmm. the, there's like an idea of what the communication should be, of what you should be saying. Does it always have to be sexy? Do I need to be talking sexy to you? Do I need to be saying, you know, do I need to be coming down and making you, you know, like... Right, 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 right. Does it need to be, like, domineering? Does it need to be this or that? Everybody has a different take on it. Right. And I feel like I don't even remember how we got on this topic, but as far as just, like, speaking during sex, like... That's hot. It's really just, hot. Just talking of any kind, talk not necessarily me. even dirty talk. Tell me, tell me how it feels, and you don't gotta be porn starry about it. No. Tell me how it feels. Tell me if you want me to move. Right. Tell me if you want me to do something different. I enjoy the conversational nature, or n- n- there's not much conversational nature involved in in sex. But like right. when you have sex with somebody that you trust, in the moment. But
2: there like, can
0: also
1: like be... talking is good.
2: Yeah, there can also be too much conversation.
0: No, and tell her about your day and how you've always wanted to be a Triceratops. Yeah. And this is your moment. <laughs> yeah. You're be like putting one up her vag, one up her butt, and then you've got a third one. What do you do with it?
1: Who Ooh. knows? Put it in the mouth hole. Yeah, but... As long as she's okay <laughs> with it. <laughs> I was going to say, you just can't be inside and be like,
2: Hey, babe, this feels so good, but you see the Dow Jones fell yeah. 33.6? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's honestly me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and see, that's—I mean—that's—I have pretty conversational sex, for the most yeah, part.
2: Yeah, I'm bad at—I'm bad at com, com, communicating during sex because I'm worried about my breathing, which has actually gotten a lot better lately. But overall, I'm not—I'm not the best at talking during. And it's like she's like, "Say something!" I'm like, "Yeah, this is hot,
1: dude." I'm not good. I'm not at good. at am
2: not i feel i feel dweeby. I feel like. I, f- I just feel like it's just, like, always forced on my arm. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is
1: cool. Don't you like this in your pussy? You
2: like that?
1: Yeah. No, oh, hey. Oh, she's Bil- giving me a dirty look. Bill, I'm not good at dirty talk either, man. Most, you know what my dirty talk is? What? Sustained deep eye contact. That's a pretty good one. That is, that's my jam. I'll say a couple things. Yeah. I'll. I, man, it's so funny.
2: Mine's the head roll back, and I'm just going like, oh, because it feels so good, and I'm fucking into it. Yes. But I'm, like, so into it that I'm, like, I'm not, I can't come up with words because I'm so worried about not coming right now.
1: Isn't it, isn't it funny, I, I was thinking about this earlier, it's like, when it comes to orgasms, guys are like, oh, oh, fuck yeah, I'm so close, I'll do anything to make it not happen. Yep. Whereas women are like, oh my god, I'm so close. I need to fucking focus in on this right now. Yep. To cut, co- yeah. yeah. Do you
2: feel it? Like the, the tenseness, the continual tenseness. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, God. This is the horniest pod we've done. Yeah, we... I, the horniest I, baseball pod on the internet
1: is happening right now. You Let's talk about
0: it. baseball butts. No, tag <laughs> that.
1: I don't know. I Do you think that people are going to be, when the bars open back up, because here in Cincinnati, here in Ohio, tomorrow... Five fifteen, which by the way is when drinking at the kids' table drops. We're gonna talk about that more throughout the entire podcast, but go ahead and order that on iTunes and stream that on all things that are streamed. Do it! But do you think that once the bars open up and people can go back in public? Obviously people are corny. They're corny. <laughs> They're very horny. corny. They're corned up. I love that term. You know, corny? Corny and ready to Corny. Corny, and, corny and ready to mingle.
2: Corny and over the I just want to see corny somebody.
0: and over the porny.
1: What do you want to see?
0: Someone give a blowjob through a face mask.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey babe. We can do that. Yeah, you just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna see somebody? Set up that camera and watch it later. <laughs>
2: we just have to make this
1: make a, a one-inch slit. Just
2: right in the f- mouth hole, and you'll be good.
0: Yeah. No, I think a little seventy-five point seven <laughs> <That's, laughs> That totally makes sense. Speed
2: of my tiny penis. Three quarters. Speed <laughs> my indie dog. Oh, dude. So I got my, so again, forgot cheers break with our fancy ass drinks Jeez. I've had so much of mine. Mm. So, mmm mm, mm, mm. So These Manhattan's are good. fucking me up. They're wow. so good. Well, it's all booze. Yeah. It's vermouth, bourbon, and... It's bitters. Bitters. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah,
0: I'm feeling it. Two one it. two. Two one you two. You know why they call it a Manhattan? Why? I had to tell Bill, too. But this is for real. It's not a joke. So it's bitters, vermouth, and Vanhattan... Manhattan? Vanhattan. <laughs> bitters. <Van-hatten. laughs> bitters, vermouth, and bourbon. And it's two dashes of bitters, one ounce of vermouth, Two ounces of bourbon, so it's two one two.
1: Like literally, well, Bobby, goddamn, yeah, and, that's uh, pretty fucking rad.
0: And there's no
2: underage sex in this drink, so mm. it's not a true Manhattan.
1: Nah, no, so, baby, I put a
2: little
0: extra in there.
2: Oh, that's pretty good. Pre-pubescent might, um, might
0: be pubes,
2: but uh, so again, I forgot to remind you to bring the manscaped trimmer. But I got it up and running. It had enough juice in it. Cleaned house, baby.
1: Oh, your pubes looking good. I'm looking real good. Yeah, dude, mine are fucking in the Marines right now.
2: Dude, high and tight. Dude, mine could start a. Mine could be could be at a fucking clan rally because it's a skinhead.
1: Oh, I love that. Fuck. Good for you. How much bigger does your wiener look after the pube trim? It's nuts. Oh, it's wink from the first lady. We know where that's coming from.
2: Um, can I be 100% honest?
1: Be frank about your frank.
2: I think I'm at I think I'm at a true 7 now. Like a not a not a fake like like you know, tender 7. I mean like a fucking true. I'm like I feel real good about my penis, because I lost the weight, so I lost the travel pillow that was surrounding the neck of my dick. Yeah. (laughs) The airplane pillow. It
1: was just kind of hugged around there like a fucking Build-A-Bear. Dude, it
2: was ready for a fucking flight to Japan. It was ready for the 26 hours. Yeah, it
1: was ready. Fly me across across the globe.
2: My dick is, was ready to see the pyramids. You know what I mean? Damn, dude.
1: Tooties! If um, my... I'm not lumping you in with these people, okay? Because please you, do. Because you weren't even halfway to the point of being on this show. But there could be an entire, like, subreddit of my 600-pound life... Only following the genitals. Yeah. <laughs> like only following the penis and vagina. Yeah. I want oh. to know what that how is that
0: changed? Well so I want to know what the vagina looks like at six hundred pounds. Think about it. We a, know what the think penis about a, looks like. What is the vagina what's like? What's
1: a quarter ton pussy look like? Um, it probably just looks like a goddamn... Eighty chicken
0: McNuggets. That's
1: eighty. Okay. <laughs> I think it looks like a <laughs> By the same- 80 Chicken McNuggets Is, is so big like, 80 Chicken McNuggets Is like A, basketball a foot across <laughs> If you're listening to this podcast And you have a vagina that's, That can fit 80 Chicken McNuggets Please call in We'll give you a hundred thousand dollars of our own money. Yeah. <laughs> we have it. We're good for it. We're it, We'll
0: also put her in Antarctica so that if someone's hiking <laughs> and they're really cold, they can find shelter. I <laughs> <laughs> could go
1: full blown Anakin in the, in the space camel. Uh, Dude, it is uh, hold
2: on, it is in The Empire Strikes Back, and that is a Tauntaun. And
1: I'm sorry. No, you shouldn't be sorry, man. Spell it. Base camel. That's not real. Think
2: geek had the fucking coolest goddamn sleeping bag. It was a ton ton. And then you unzipped it on the side, you open it up, and it was full of the guts printed on the inside. That's cool. And the zipper was a lightsaber. Wow. It it was cool. It was four hundred
0: dollars. Probably for kids. Yeah. No, it was for oh, full wow. grown. It was full grown adult. <laughs> Actually,
1: Billy might be right. I think it's for like no kid could buy that, but a full grown adult who's like Star Wars for thirty years yeah. would buy that. Thing about a
2: Verge who's been like. Working as a programmer for Microsoft.
1: What's a verge? A virgin. Oh. I just shortened a it.
2: A simp. What's
0: a simp? Could
1: either of you? Could either of you guys define the online term simp? simp? What is simp?
0: Billy's never heard simp.
1: I never. No, I've heard simp. I just like. But Billy. It hasn't. feels like it encompasses a lot of people. Like Alicia, could you tell me what you think a simp is?
0: It's the uh, the nice guy who actually is a nice guy and who trusts his girl, like, beyond what he should. Like so a nice like, guy
1: to the point where he's naive and dumb.
0: Yeah. Is a simp. Yeah, whereas, I, just listen, Bill, where you're like... I'm a simp? No, you're, you're absolutely not, a simp. not. No, you're absolutely not. No, because married people Billy, can't be simps. If I if I looked at you and I was like, oh, I'm going to go out tonight with these three guys, and um, they're known for... Bukkaki. They're giant dicks. Yeah, yeah. Big dicks, and they're bukkake on faces. But we're just gonna go to the bar and have a couple of drinks and snort a couple. Um, what do you call those things? Poppers, and then go back to their place just for popcorn.
1: Yeah, and then the yeah. boyfriend who's like, "Okay, honey. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I that love simp? that you're so woke. It's ah! a good night. Isn't and that, it's like, isn't that just a cuck? Yeah.
0: Yeah, but the new term is simp.
1: Because a simp is just like short for simple. Okay, and I know that this isn't exactly exactly PC no, per se, but as a simp, like like a pussy ass bitch. Yes. <laughs> Who, also,
0: learned that I got to teach tonight.
1: Yeah, you did. What'd Thanks you for teach? bringing your whiteboard. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right there. You taught
0: me. Yeah, I know. Learned... I taught Billy what simp was. A simp.
1: Yeah. I had seen the term simp, but I didn't exactly know what a simp was. Mm. Yeah. Glad to know that I'm kind yeah, of a simp. Yeah, a naive. Simp. Also, you can <laughs> define simp, You can also
0: define simp as, like, let's say a lady posts provocative pictures, and usually this lady also has an OnlyFans, and she's like, come check out my OnlyFans. And then most of the men that comment on it are like, what's your code? Fuck you, bitch, whore. And then there's one guy that's like, you look so lovely today. Would love to treat you to a nice cup of coffee and then would love to have you sit on my patio and admire my rose garden and then maybe afterwards have a dinner that I prepared for you. you you are a goddess. So are <laughs> okay. simps
1: are are simps yeah. are simps creepy gentlemen? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. That yeah. we
0: never okay, now we're getting now yes. we're
1: fucking getting somewhere. Yeah yeah yeah. Because These are- like Simps sound like like, the fucking pussy nice guy that's always been made fun you of. You know what? They're, like, the ultimate yeah, mama's boy. Yeah, but it's boy.
0: actually a nice guy that if someone was, like... Sorry.
1: They're the ultimate
2: mama's boy. They're, like, the epitome of, of Sandler and water boy, but not an idiot or mentally challenged. Yeah,
1: not full-blown... Like, I love you,
2: mama. Yeah. But it'd be like, I love you, mama. Also, um, I think I'm into this lady... I'm going to let her come to my house, and nothing's going to happen, because I'm a pussy bitch.
1: Okay, there you go. A simp defined by the first lady, Alicia Galena Dvorak. What were you
2: going
0: to say? Go ahead. That was pretty much it. Just like, there are a lot of guys out there that are like, I'm a nice guy. I would treat you right. And then you don't respond to them in 15 minutes, and they're like... Oh, but you you fucking guys, bitch yeah, yeah these guys are like you didn't respond you must be sleeping queen beauty sleep Yeah. You, I get it. is this I okay this is
1: great this is a good education because oh my god I'm a simp Do, no we know <laughs> we know
2: someone no. who's a simp um he might wear glasses
1: say his name
0: I'll I, say it
2: it's,
1: like
0: it's, it's Tabari yeah, oh yeah. no he's not a simp that guy is a misogynist go 100%. ahead 100% listen to his act His closing joke is about how a woman should have fucked him, and now she's ugly because she didn't. That guy is awful. The worst.
2: Hell yeah, I love this hot take. Hot fucking take, How is this a hot take? Well, because there's a microphone, that's it. No big deal, he's not going to listen to it. If he does, thank God, and we get to hear about it, cool. But
0: he doesn't listen to anything. Any press is
2: good press. That's true. Oh, I know all about that.
0: He doesn't listen to anything that's not like Tabari, you're doing great. The ladies want to fuck you, but they don't.
2: First of all, they want this dick.
0: Yeah. First of all, they want uh, this dick. Second of all, they didn't, because they in a traffic jam. Third of all, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them
2: kids. Oh, that's perfect. Got I don't it. know. It's
1: like I've I, okay. So in like the the writing process during quarantine, sure, it's premise based. Oh, one hundred percent. All premises, no follow through, no punchlines. But as far as premises go, like one of the ones that I'm gonna work with is you know when we can start doing like live shows again, is this idea of a reopen right at bars. Yeah. Everyone you know, mm-hmm. including yourself and your partner, everyone you everyone you've ever met has been faded enough to fuck a stranger without a <sighs> condom.
0: Right? No,
2: I've never done that.
1: Okay, well, good for you. Me either. Yeah, me either. Except I'm lying. Yeah. <laughs> most most people most people have had sex with somebody without a condom because of alcohol why do you think with this reopen do you know how much lesser the threshold is for somebody to give their buddy a hug yeah like like i don't know when you you drink alcohol it shuts down the part of your brain that makes decisions Right. right yeah like, the decision part of your brain gets shut down when you drink alcohol. And if if, if, if all of us can make the decision to fuck a stranger without a rubber, do you know how much easier it's going to be to hug your buddy at a bar? So
2: easy. Oh, this is fun. This is the first time a bug has been on my laptop tonight. There's um, a bug on the laptop. But think about it this way. Shouldn't of this also open up the avenue for dispensaries to be legal everywhere instead of bars? Because when I smoke... I am paranoid and don't want to be around people.
1: That's a really great point and a great premise that neither of us have written yet. Yes. But for real, like, honestly, Bill, that's a really good premise. You need to fucking work on that.
2: Yeah. That's really
1: funny. Like, now more than ever, marijuana should be legalized because when you smoke a joint, you, like, pre-quarantine, if you were high, you didn't want to be around people. Right. And then and now, That's it's really just, funny. That's really funny premise. Like you should do thanks. that. Thanks. I will flesh that fucker out. Yeah, dude. But here's
2: also the thing. I'm also thinking yeah, about there's is there's never
1: like, been a time better for marijuana.
2: There's never been. This is the quintessential time. Get off your high horse. Well, get on your high horse.
1: <laughs> get on <laughs> it. There, there's a line. <laughs> get on. Get it. off your fucking high horse. Rather get on your high horse and <laughs> also get high. Get high. <laughs> just get high. Get higher than your horse. Stack two
2: horses on yeah. top of each other. <laughs> that's a great line. Stack two of
1: them. Dude, dude, that's such a funny visual. That's good for stand-up. Yeah. Get off your high horse. Actually, you know what? Put a horse yeah. on
2: a horse. Put a horse on a horse. Ride that horse. Yeah. <laughs> Ride, Ride that the horse. And then play horse. Because you don't want to talk to anybody. So you just say, I'm horse. And then you're done.
1: Yeah, that's good. I like that.
2: I can just keep going. But here's my thing. Here's what I'm most paranoid about when i am when todd berry already tweeted out he said no, let's all make an agreement now comedians no covid jokes when we get back so like i feel like like we've also talked about this last week I, I, we touched on it it's just like do do we even address it like i know whenever the well we'll talk we'll plug it later but when we come back i know that i'm not going to do any of those i mean i might do the one i might do the meat the the meat shortage joke but, I might do that, because that might be a fun opener to break tension, but, like, then the rest of it, it's, like, the shit I've been doing, which, and, like, have been working on in my head, which is, I'm always intrapersonal, like, I'm always, like, thinking about me, and, like, I'm explaining myself here's to Here's my people. life, how does
1: that compare to your life? Sure. And what are the similarities between this wacky life that I'm talking about right? and the life that you live? And then where that meets, that Venn diagram, where it meets, right. that, those are where the laugh's at. Exactly. Because you know? that's
2: where you're relating. Which, like like I talked about with you earlier, like with Seinfeld's new special, where it's like, oh, I relate with all of this, but he's just a joke robot. And I'm like, I get it, you can relate, but I can't relate with the person, Jerry Seinfeld, because you've never truly exposed yourself.
1: That's That's really, really accurate, man.
2: So, like... That's why I've always focused on me. It's like, this is what I'm going through, and I'm, I'm like, if I'm going through it, then
1: everyone else has gone through it. Because I am the everyone.
2: Right, exactly. Like, I am the epitome of the Midwest. I'm a chunky little boy who, who loves food, who's battling it right now, and that's, like, a big chunk of what I talk about, and then it's just, like, being married and going through that stuff. And well,
1: our job— Not going
2: through it, like, the things that, like, happen.
1: What our job as comedians is to go up there and report on the world from our perspective. Tom Segura said it best. And the world, now everyone's world is kind of similar. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but we're dealing with the fact that we're going to hack, we're going to, we'll talk about it later, but we're going to be able to, like, do comedy again in some fashion.
2: I think it's straight up that we are doing comedy again. I'll even say it's some fashion. It's humans in a room that are hearing jokes, and then we can hear their laugh.
1: Yeah, no, dude. Straight up. You're so right, bro.
2: Because, like, dude, when we've done, like, I even talked about it in that Inquire article. Like, I was straight up like, it's not the same, but it's a good muscle to work.
1: Plug that right now.
2: Dude, I go, I'm in the Inquirer tomorrow. I'm in the, I'm in the paper.
1: Inquirer. This motherfucker's in the black and whites. I'm pumped. It's fucking cool, man. Dude, I can't get over it. And that Andrew Dench headshot makes you look like a complete stud. Dude, that's what your mom said. Yeah, Not dude. like in the a, like, a, yeah. I fucked your mom she way. She texted me Really? said, Billy looked so handsome in that picture. Oh Yeah, dude. No, no. It's a real thing. And we'll round third and head for home <laughs> later. But I'm saying, like, it's, we're, we're 20 minutes away from Billy's album dropping, dude. Drinkings at, drinking at the kids' table. Like, this, yeah. this guy's been a fucking comic for a decade, man. He's God. happening. We'll talk about it later, but just know to Billy and Alicia and our listeners... I couldn't be more fucking stoked and goddamn torqued. I'm crying for at midnight. your shit to come out, man. I'm, I'm crying at midnight. Yeah, what dude. What do we want to
0: drink at midnight? We're, we're
1: crying in 20 minutes. How about another Manhattan? Manhattan? <laughs> yeah, another yeah, one. Yeah. yeah I'm right. in with that. Nah, dude. It's I don't just know.
2: crazy, like...
1: We'll transition. No, no just, dude, talk about it. It's
2: fucking crazy. Like, the love I've gotten on the internet from people and like all of that has been overwhelming to a great degree like where I'm like I haven't seen people or anything and I haven't reached out a whole lot where I'm like texting people like hey can you promote this? People have just been doing it on their own and I haven't seen people like it's you too. Oh brother,
1: there's so much love for you. There's so much love. There's, for you, so, much love. there's and, so much love. For and the you're always divorce.
2: paranoid because everybody talks shit about everybody and then at the same time it's just like you always forget like people like you and love you and to have this happen is really fucking cool and like the the weirdest moment so far has been like i've been doing press all week and stuff press now is including other podcasts which is crazy but
1: we we should uh include that in the instagram like post the links and a picture of yourself and your beautiful wife or something towards a link yeah for all those pods because billy's dude billy's promoting his goddamn album right now dude he's done it's crazy dude he made a sketch with alicia he's done like four or five podcasts he just fucking chugged in manhattan and ate the cherry like i don't know things are happening man and it's exciting but, and as far as you talking about haters uh think about and no one's gonna say anything publicly As comedians, we have to deal with the fact that people talk about us. Right, which... Within our community. Right. And our community extends out to a couple different states. Yeah. Ohio by itself has one, two, three, four full-blown scenes. Yeah. That's not taken into account Indiana, Kentucky, and because you've been doing it for so long, New York, L.A., everywhere in between. Yeah. You... A lot of comedians know you, right? Yeah. And people aren't going to be talking shit. But when they do, just realize that the people that are talking shit don't have albums out. No, that's true. No, you're absolutely right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if it's just a fact, man, Ran, uh, Ran our buddy friend of the pod Ran Barnaclo, just released a a, a mixtape, mix you know. It's it, so good. You can put it in the albums and quotes, it's a mixtape. It, it the reason why it's so good is it, like, it captures what it is to be at a ranch show, right? Right. So, I don't know, man. It can't be hated on because people don't have it out.
2: Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it, they've had their shots. Everyone has... So that's my whole thing with this. Like, the reason I've I've, I've been saying this in every interview is, like, everyone can fucking do this. Like, I was, like, I've been lucky enough to have friends who help me along the way, like, Clinton hooked me up with the the engineer from fucking Foxy Shazam and like helped me fucking make it sound perfect. And and then Danny hooked me up with a publicist that has helped me put this shit out.
1: Group effort shit.
2: Right, but it's not like I've leaned on a label and been like, "You guys do it." It's more of like, you know what? I've done this myself for so goddamn
1: long. I trust the product that I've put out and I trust Who I am as a human being. Right, and I trust. People are going to support Billy DeFore because you've been good to folks over your whole life, bro.
2: And I also, thank you. And I also trust the people around me enough to be like, you know what? I'm with you. I'm going to make that investment. I'm going to make that happen with your help. Like with Natalie, my publicist, Danny was just like, she's great. You're going to love her. Um, You need to do the right thing and hire a publicist. She's great. And I was like, sure, I'll reach out. And as soon as I got that email back from her, and her head her picture from on her email, on her Gmail was Tina Belcher. I was like, we're gonna be great. Yeah. And I was like, this is cool. And so she's helped with some podcasts I would never get on, like a bunch in LA. And I'm like, which, you know, like I've I haven't been out there yet, but I've been told and all this shit. But you Nick know, Major, like Nick Major, there. Nick Major this week, who I did the podcast with, was sweet. He was a sweetheart, so goddamn nice. It took a second to get in rhythm because, like, there's always that thing where it's, like, someone's in L.A. and they just hear Ohio. So there's that stereotypical, oh, Midwest, whatever. And, and uh, we, it's the more and more we got into it, and he was like, oh, shit, okay, this guy's real. And it was just, like, an actual real, like, one-on-one connection. And when, he, when we were done, we messaged on IG, and he was like, dude... There's a have had a handful of comics on here, and they send me their album, and I'm like, whatever, I listen to two tracks, and I'm done. I actually finished yours, and it's really fucking good. Dude, your and album's fire. You need to come out to L.A. just to hang out. Um, and I know a guy who runs a killer uh, monthly show, a showcase that I can easily get you on that has people that are stacked on it every week. So just come and hang out. And I was like, cool, um, when the vinyls are ready, I'm going to send you one. It's just like those little things, dude. You don't even think, like... And those outlets will help it just keep growing. And you it's just... just don't
1: realize how much any support that you give to your buddy who is out there trying to fucking do anything. Right. Music, comedy, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, we can survive with a small amount of people giving a fuck.
2: Right. And once those small amount give a fuck and they promote it, those other people fucking see it and it's just, it's wildfire. It's just like, it's just like internet herpes. It just goes everywhere, dude. Everyone's going get it. dude. Viral in the cool way. In the real cool way, not the itchy way. The weirdest thing, though, was when I was doing the Enquirer interview with Various, uh, the writer who, uh, we know each other, and he messaged me on Facebook, he goes, can you call me? Here's my number. And I was like, okay, and I called him and he goes, Hey, your publicist, Natalie, got a hold of me. Um, I guess we're going to do an interview. Like, I'm cool. Like, we know each other. Um, but I'm just letting you know we got to do it now. But it's kind of weird, right? And I'm like, I guess that she reached out, yeah. But he's like, okay, cool. Let me grab my tape deck and everything and get ready. And he recorded it. And then when we were done, uh, we talked for another 20 minutes. That's awesome. It was just like he was so into what I was doing, like, It took a second because it was still just, like, a weird, like, we-know-each-other acquaintance thing. And then it just, like, took off. And it was fucking cool, man. Like, everything has just been so fucking cool. And it's, like, just shocking. And, like, when I put it out, I was like, I'll get some people liking it, whatever. But I didn't expect what I've gotten so far just from friend love. It's 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 just crazy. And I'm so fortunate and happy and lucky that I've had such a good support base. And so many good people that want to be associated with me. I think it's really fucking cool. And, well, it, it is, and that's what it, comedy It, it is be.
1: very fucking cool, and the fact that you can say that you're lucky and fortunate just shines a light on the fact that, like, you earned it. Yeah. Like, you are lucky and fortunate, but luck and fortune... To me, just on, like, you know, the base level, luck and fortune it are words that come to people that it just happens upon, right? Right. You hear that saying, I, I'll butcher it, but it's like, what, luck is when hard work and determination meets opportunity? Yeah. That's what luck is. It's not lucky that you got written up in the Cincy Inquirer. It's not lucky that you've got five, six, seven, eight podcasts that want to have you come on and plug your album. Yeah. That is you. Yeah. That's who you are. People don't want to fucking support people that they don't want to support, you know? You got to eat that cherry, dude. Always. I don't know. No, you're right. You are lucky, and then that's when it gets to the point where, like, lucky and privilege become synonyms where it's like y- your luck comes I mean if you if you want to like boil it down at all your luck comes from the fact that like yeah there was like a slight point of privilege right like you weren't you didn't grow up in a gutter you no. had a mommy and daddy and life yeah. was happy and it's like there was some privilege I don't know well but, I'm white that helps yes absolutely <laughs> I mean as shitty as it sounds yeah that helped um, that's what's crazy is that in saying that, you're being not shitty. Yeah. It sounds shitty for what it is, but it's like, if we're going to get mad at people for accepting their privilege, then what are we even fucking talking about? No shit. And because I'm s- it's like, dude, who's more privileged than me? Right. Mom and dad who loved each other. And I was a good nuclear family. Yeah. They were both hot. I was born. My face bones look like this. Yeah, you're hot. You know what you're I'm saying? Like, like, I, like, there is so much privilege that is wrapped up in a life, but it, 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 it's easy to tamp it down because, uh, from, like, the personal perspective, just because, like... Think about all the struggles we've had, man. Nobody, nobody, no, you know, out of uh, this, I'm not even trying to get racial or, like, too important, but I'm just saying, like, everyone we know is struggling. Yeah. And it takes a really... Well rounded, well thought out white person to realize yeah. that even though I'm fucking dying, I still do have that privilege. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the privilege was not like overly obvious in my life. Right. But it was still there.
2: Sure. Like here's an example. I've gotten out of three DUIs. Ex-
1: dude, exactly. I'm white. My record. How about my rap sheet? How about yeah. I've done like a hundred. Fifty hours of community service for yeah. the state of Kentucky, and I don't have anything on my record. Right, that's because I'm white. Exactly. Okay, and I I fully accept that. Right, one hundred percent. Like 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 that white privilege. Yeah. And that's a real thing. I used to have a joke. I did it three times before the quarantine happened, where it's like, I got arrested. Yeah. I, like, I got in trouble, but I got out of it because of white privilege. Because a cop would arrest me, and I would say, Do you know who my father is? Yeah. He's white. Yeah. <laughs> He's a normal ass white guy in his yeah. 60s, and I'm a white guy in his 20s. So you don't give a fuck about me. You know what I'm saying? And that's like a comment on the privilege. Yeah. Like, we do have it, man. It's undeniable. I have lived a fucking charmed life. Yeah. But a lot of people hear the term and, and take in the term white privilege and then put that onto their life. And then, rightfully so, they have the statement, where the fuck is my white privilege? It's everywhere, dude. No, no, no. But yeah, I'm no, saying, I like, saying. for yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot of people, for a lot of white people, their white privilege. What white privilege? I'm poor, motherfucker. Yeah. Like I, I am mouth hand to mouth every paycheck. Like, where's my privilege? I don't understand my privilege. But then, that's why white privilege is so pop- problematic because it should be called like class privilege.
2: It is for sure class p- privilege. Like there's there's a difference between sadly in this world there's a difference between white people and poor people. It's not even I don't even think that that like racism for sure one hundred percent like we've discussed Undeniable, is still a thing. dude, but talk but to also a black
1: guy. It's fucking but it's there. Being black and it's
2: there, but. There's also you're super poor and can't take care of yourself because you don't have the means or funds. But you look at someone like that, like most people look at them, as in the one, one, three, five percent, and go, "Ugh, they're poor," and they just bunch it all in. Poor is not a mel- melatonin or a gender or a sexual orientation. It's just it's poor. not a
1: hard. There's no delineation that you can put on it that says here's the problem, right? Because it's like I don't know, that's the issue right now. Between white privilege gets thrown around a lot and it should be for folks like us, right? Right. Yes. But I mean, we're talking like 12% of the American population are destitute white folks. Poor people. Right. And think this about- isn't me saying think about the white people. I'm just saying when they talk about the real the real delineation that comes into our culture right now, uh, is the the main color's green, man. It's poor. Yeah. It's poor people versus white people and black people were very easy to put in that corner because for the longest time they were the poor people. Right. And but, it for good goddamn reason. Yeah. Like, well but they then, they weren't giving any opportunities and they couldn't they couldn't like right really, people talk about fucking bootstraps, what about the people with no shoes?
2: No shit. Also, think about this, since the blue-collar middle class has disappeared, it's just tr- it's just dropped down into the all being the same group. Also, here's something to think about. Do you know what the N-word and poor have in common? What? They both have a hard R.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> hard R. Cuts yeah. through diamonds, which is what the 1% has a lot of, but...
1: Well, I mean, I was was listening to a podcast earlier today where it's like the GOP, people have this idea of what the government is, it's red versus blue now, (sighs) you know, but like, the bubble is popping, The, the Republican Party for the last 20 fucking years have been pushing all their chips in on courting these voters who are poor, white, and disenfranchised. Right, and they're just And they know that them. that's going to get them in the fucking Oval Office.
2: And you know what they use? They use religion.
1: And they use religion and, and they use their... fucking race. And they make people that are... They, they make their voting base scared of a group of people who are exactly like them. Yep. Financially. Right, but the okay, only... Okay, no, no one can talk to a black guy about what it's like to be oh. fucking black, oh, you know? know? There's nothing... Like, I can't even begin to, uh... I can't even begin to exp- you know uh, imagine what that experience feels like and uh, and drinks uh, delivered yeah drinks delivered from the from the hubby right there I don't know the GOP for the last 20 25 years has been making sure that they have a voter base that they have a fan base that they are poor uneducated whites right and now, after two fucking months of sitting around your house and being able, being able to peruse the internet and try to formulate your own opinion, that's what's really scary about it, is that the grand old party, the Republican Party, is like sitting around. Their worst nightmare is an educated voter base. Yeah, 100%. I mean- Poor white motherfuckers have been voting against a policy that would actually help them for the last fucking... Three decades, right? Because it's what they think is what they should believe, man.
2: It's what they think, also, that they've earned. With like, my granddaddy had it, my great granddaddy had it. This is what it is. We're talking about white privilege. We transitioned real hard. Oh, thank you. Do you have any water? No, we're
0: gonna take them with our What are those? Your bills,
2: These are called flyby. They're great.
0: No, we're each just taking one. Oh, one. here
2: you go. This helps with your hangover. Yeah. Oh,
1: cheers, baby. Yeah,
0: Here.
2: Yeah. What it, does.
0: it really does. It honestly does. So I hope I didn't interrupt anything super oh, important. Good. My, no, my, you didn't.
1: We were just fucking talking about white privilege by being very white privileged males. <laughs> uh, I, don't this, I don't
0: know if this
2: still works when you take it with booze, but fuck it.
0: Uh, maybe, maybe not. My best friend came into town a couple weeks before COVID happened, and I'm so, like, blessed which is a stupid term, but blessed and thankful that she did. And I knew she was coming in. I knew it was going to be a wild-ass weekend, so I looked up Hangover Pills on Amazon, and I found these pills. They're called Flyby. I am not being um, advertised. No, yeah, you can, you can promote it. There's
1: no money being no, made I'm right No, I'm saying, like, the they're plot. not
0: making money off of me. I just want to give them money because I'm super thrilled about it. I knew we were going to get wild. I blacked out, but I took these pills before we went out. I took three before I went to bed. I woke up the next morning fresh as a fucking daisy. I walked to Walgreens with a skip in my step, bought everybody um, Pedialyte, took it to the hotel room. Skip in my step. While they were all suffering, <laughs> I was like, good morning. Felt great all day. It Fly works.
2: by? It worked. Fly by. I'm going to tag them on the Instagram post. It okay. fucking yeah.
1: Words. Tag them. Yeah. Okay, duly noted. Could you guys hold on the conversation yeah. for a little bit while yeah. I pee? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I gotta pee so bad. I'll be right back.
2: So we're talking about white privilege. Yeah. Which, you know, what we talk about on a baseball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is the, a lot I, of
0: white privilege involved.
2: But in general, like, we were talking about how we're both very blessed. Oh, God, I just picked it up from you. Very blessed. We're very lucky that, like, we have it because overall... Like, Lee was talking about his rap sheet, and with me, like, I've gotten out of three DUIs because I'm white. Oh,
0: I gotta crash my car.
2: Yeah, right? Like, and we still have it, and, and yet there's still people out there like, I'm poor, I'm not making any money, people don't look at me the same way, like, I'm, you know, I don't
0: have white privilege. Oh, white, oh my god. The worst white people right now are the ones that are saying, I'm not gonna wear a mask, but I'm gonna show up to the state capitol with my guns. Ugh. I'm not afraid of the virus, but here are my guns. But then you're afraid of somebody. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. I just need to know. Number one. Number two. I'm sorry that your dad wasn't there. Number three. (laughs) I know your butthole is stretched and we've all been there. Very (laughs) uncomfortable. But after it gets rhythmic, once you're into the cycle, it feels good. So just let it go. We got one minute till Bill's album drops, and I hear the church bells going there a minute ahead because Christianity's always ahead to stop everything good.
2: Everything good. Um, I'm sorry. It's, it's time. It's like, it happened.
0: Wait. <gasps> Guys, it is May 15th, A.D. 2020. William DeVore IV's album just dropped. When you look at history books... A hundred years from now, this is the moment they will cite for when history turned. It's out. Quarantine is starting to end. People are starting to emerge. People need something good. They turn to Billy, they turn to his jokes. They know that it means something. Five years from now, Billy is touring. He's huge. Everyone remembers him from quarantine. He's not only huge from touring, he's huge from dick. (laughs) Everyone is swarming. 20 years from now, Billy's dick is tired. (laughs) I've been on it a lot. But we're all excited, we're all still hyped, and we all remember... Remember when drinking at the kids' table premiered? When we were all in quarantine, and we all needed something to laugh at? And then remember when even... After Tiger King, this, this meant so much to us and brought us out of our shells. This is the moment, gents and ladies, but we're all gents in this. Also, I've just decided that gents is a gender-neutral term.
1: Holy shit. Ooh. Wow, gents she just is gender-neutral. She just
2: went on a beautiful rant about my album, my dick. It was beautiful. I it love
1: that, Alicia. Beautiful. That's why you are a completely loved member of the new Nasty Boys
0: fraternity. Shin, my
1: dear
0: It's out. The album's out. Yeah, it's 12 fucking award, oh baby. Fucking drinking at yeah, the kids' table Cheers! God damn, I could not drink
1: more fully to that, dude. I'm so proud of you and I fucking love you, man. Thank you. Cheers to you, baby. You're fucking live online right now. Mm-hmm. Purchase drinking oh. at the kids' table on goddamn anywhere that you can buy anything.
2: Oh, my God. They decided the first track to play is Paper Shredder. That's the first one. When you see top songs, it's Paper Shredder.
1: So sure ready? Here we go! Story. Here we go! Here we go! This Here's- is gonna be so weird. Let me search my music real quick.
2: Yeah, because we, we're on Apple Music too, right? Or you're on Apple Music?
1: I bought yeah. it on the iTunes Store.
2: Oh yeah, let's find out if it's live. All right, let me search it. I wonder if I'm wondering Wonder One right now, because of how many people pre-ordered. Which thank you. Let's see comedy. How do I look up comedy charts? That's the one thing music and then charts albums music video hold on can I just play
1: this can I play this first track real quick with the first five words that I'm really horny about yeah hello how are we oh I thought I was gonna say ladies and gentlemen ladies I'm gonna give the fucking
2: dad lesbian who gives me cigarettes god damn oh that songs album let's see all albums. we're live baby here we go. Just because it went live. Uh, since it's only 12.03, I don't think it registered yet. I'm not even in the top.
1: Nah, dude. dude it literally in... dropped three minutes ago, man. Just give it a second, baby. Oh, I'll give it a minute.
2: Uh, here you go. Here's what you're looking for.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Billy DeVore.
0: Yeah, it's both of us, baby!
1: Drinking at the kids' fucking table, man. Available today anywhere you, where you can hear or purchase comedy albums. Listen to that raucous
2: applause. It goes on for a while. Really, can is it? Of course. It
1: really did go on for
0: a minute. <laughs>
2: Why didn't you even ask? I was just so fucking mad. Hello, excited. I'm Billy DeVore. I'm also
1: known There's as, in the intro. homeless community,
2: dat Lesbian who gives me cigarettes. I'm glad I'm done with that joke. I got that nickname from a homeless man named Car Wash Ed, so. I love homeless Gonna have to take Thank that you. with a grain of bath salts. Alright, so you get the idea. The album's gonna be a lot more like that, so. <laughs> <laughs> guys, yeah. I just joined a gym. Which was pretty dumb Uh, Because now I'm just paying to watch SportsCenter in a different building
1: Fuck yeah baby That's drinking at the kids table If you're horny for that If you're listening to this and you haven't already Mm -hmm. ordered the album Yeah What the fuck are you doing man?
2: So wait So if you look at the charts here Albums So this probably Yeah okay Here's what's crazy Out out to Lunch Mark Norman's album He sold Five copies—is that what that means, or is that five ratings? That's the other question. Um, that is five copies. So, Kindler sold seven. So, which is probably from yesterday carrying over. We'll see what happens. But I think I'll check it tomorrow. I'm like I'm gonna hold off and I'll check it again at like. Oh, dude, there five. will be a
1: cool screenshot to come of you in like the top five albums of the country.
2: Um, dude. I could get top five for comedy. I think I think it's once it all registers. I think, yeah, I think that would be good. be number good. one. Yeah, that would be so fucking cool.
1: God, that would be so tight. Ugh. Yeah, Billy opens up out. his first album and it goes number one, dog. That's, that's something no one can take from me. If you're listening to this podcast, just know that you were in the uh, tiny little fraternity slash sorority of humans that were on the number one early off Billy DeVore train before it took off from the station dude. this is crazy
2: I can't wait I don't know I, I have you know I think like why I put it out like I, I was holding on to it for a while and I was like you know what I'm, I'll know when the moments right and then this shit all happened I was like the moment is right the moment couldn't be more right it couldn't than be more is right, right now, for the dude. take it
1: um, but uh, I just had my- but yeah, there it is again. It's so exciting, man! I cannot wait. Uh, we'll you can plug them more at the end. But this whole podcast is a plug for Billy's album that just came out, motherfucking today. It's, it's, so you, you listen to it for free, but then also make a ten dollar fucking donation. <gasps> Buy it on iTunes, man. Make the kid make some money.
2: Or dude. you can also wait. Um, it's going to be a couple months until I get the vinyls. I just got the picture to. yeah yeah yeah, plug it I just got the picture to the graphic designer Ricky Henry who did the album art who I work with at Cincy Shirts it's very good he fucking killed that dude no way around it I got so many compliments like love the art love the art I'm like yeah I got good people in house so
1: um, yeah I had nothing to do with that
2: but he was like I'll do it he was like I was like I'll pay you he's like dude just print these shirts for me make sure I get them by the end of the week and then we're cool I'm like oh okay fine but I still want want to pay you, which yeah. I'll Venmo him like hundred 200 bucks, just because like that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Um. But uh, let's uh let's actually talk about baseball, and then um, let's there's talk about actually this.
1: some things to talk about.
2: Let's talk about baseball. Let's round third for head from home, and then um, I want to continue to celebrate because this is in this is just insane.
1: I mean, we're wrapping up though. I mean, like there's actually some things to talk about the the, know, the cr- America's cr- old fucking pastime. Baby. Now,
2: I would like to say. I called it.
1: I was on to something last
2: week. Remember when I talked about last week about how it will be regional? Yeah. If they came back?
1: Well, boom. Here we are.
2: Here we fucking are. We're looking at an 82-game season starting the first weekend of July. A July 4th weekend with 82 games. It'll be all divisional for each, each team, each division, whatever. It'll be, you know, AL East plays AL East the whole time. Except there will be AL East playing NL East. Like,
1: geographical ways to break up the league. Right. I think it makes so much sense. So the Reds are going to be playing within our division. So we got St. Louis, Cubs, Pittsburgh, Milwaukee. Right. Okay, so we're going to be playing against those teams. But then in addition to that, just geographically, (coughs) we're going to be playing the AL Central. Right. Which is White White Sox, Sox, Indians... Twins. Tigers, twins. Oh, you're we so close. Yeah, we almost nailed it fucking nine for nine. Yeah. But. Royals. Yeah, either way, I mean, that setup right there.
2: Yeah, it's perfect. That's what I'm talking about. And the
1: reason why they sense. set it up is just geographically, re- you know, like, it, it, it's rationed by geographics. Like, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, you can get to Detroit, Cleveland, Kansas City is a bit of a haul. That's, that's because it's more central. But Detroit, the Tigers, Her, all the, other the Indians, say. the White Sox are all within five hours. Yeah. And if you're talking about planes, which the Reds are talking about, you're talking about less than a 90 minutes in the air. Exactly. So short travel times, you're keeping it within your region. Baseball, we've talked about it on the podcast before. Baseball is a sport where social distancing is just a part of the game. Right. You know, everyone's distance from each other. I fully believe, do you think that an eighty-two to a one hundred game baseball season is a feasible thing? Yes. It is, dude. It it's one hundred percent. Motherfucking is. Yep. They've tested the MLB. They continue to test the MLB. It's come back each each organization has had like one or two people fringe tested positive right for the, the virus. Well, if
2: you saw the reports that came out that um, 0. .0 or 0.7% of people within MLB tested positive for Corona after they tested everybody, that's including players, managers, coaches, staff,
0: Ushers. Everybody,
2: no, no, not ushers, but like people that would be within the clubhouse. Yeah, and okay, and, and uh, a scientist came out and said, I thought it'd be way more than that. Yeah, so we're clearly good to go. What's also interesting is there's going to be 30 man rosters with a 20, was it 20 or 24 man taxi, and the mandatory
1: DH. I was going to get to that, the but DH is. Uh, can I just say exciting? If you're a red yeah. fan. If
2: you're a Reds fan right now, you are positively thrilled because then that gives you the ultimate Swiss Army knife in Senzel that can play second, third, center, and then you or DH. You have him DH, but you have enough people with Vado, Stinky Winky,
1: Castianos, Castianos, Casty motherfucking Autos in the DH spot. Thing about this too. Aquino, if you're gonna have a 30 man roster, he there makes he it. Is.
2: And then you also have Vado, who can DH, and you have Dietrich play first. I mean, there's enough cool stuff to let that actually work. Where also Van Meener could DH. Imagine if he just swung a bat, didn't have to worry about going to second, short, and then third, an off left, age, right.
1: Janowski could DH. You don't want that. He plays center.
2: Well, and also you have Shogo, who can you know you don't want him to DH, but think about a DH leadoff. That's interesting. But overall, like, there's a lot of good moves where you can put power hitters who you had out of your lineup where you're like, we signed too many outfielders, and now you can reel that back and go, we have a DH. Now no, let's yeah, let it roll.
1: Dude, couldn't agree more. With the expanded roster and the DH in both leagues, I can't think of two rules that make more sense for the Cincinnati Reds. Right,
2: because no one else built it like that. Do you think the Reds had the foresight to be like, man, there's a virus coming. I bet
1: you everything changes and nothing's the same. (laughs) (laughs) Let's have seven starting caliber outfielders. Yeah, Yeah. you think Nick Kroll was
2: just sitting there at his desk doing the Mr. Burns, just rubbing his fingies together like, "Hmm,
1: excellent. There's no fucking way, man.
2: But no, I'm just saying overall, like, this is the best situation And here is a thought that popped up. MLB Trade Rumors posted the five people who could just be signed to DH in the National League. Number one?
1: Yahtzee? Yeah. Yeah, you better believe it. I've heard whispers of him going to San Francisco.
2: Yeah, me too. I've seen that. And, I mean, fuck. If we could bring him back, do you know how many people would be stoked?
1: One year, one year five. Yeah, dude. That is a city clubhouse camaraderie move right with the idea that we could have an only dh if if you sign yazi
2: yeah i'm down with that i don't think it'll happen once on once things unfreeze we'll see some fun moves but um also would be cool to see is uh joey bats he was number two on the list and he's been trying to be a two-way player Him and Lorenzen, dude. They could be... We could have two two two-ways. We got four-ways, which is Cincinnati. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a great tie. Thank you. Uh, Are you an onions or a beans guy for a four-way? Beans. Yes. Fuck.
1: I'm onions. Dude, I hate onions. I hate beans. So, you hate beans. I hate beans. He hates beans. Black beans. Pinto beans. Oh, cream. he I hates hate
0: beans.
2: Them. It is the texture of the skin on the bean. It's that soft mash, and then that skin, I can't do it, makes me want to hurl. Not yeah, because he
0: can eat refried beans. He doesn't like breaking through the skin of the bean.
1: Yeah. Don't, nope, don't, not Put for it, it in
0: front of me. I'll break the skin all day.
1: Oh, all she does. Oh, goddamn
0: bean.
1: D- oh, man. Oh, you good? The hiccups have set in. <laughs> we're celebrating. Leash dog, first lady's made us...
0: I've made strong man Goddamn three <laughs> man yeah, hands. I so we shot and
1: finished the other Woo! fucking... Uh, we finished the other... We
0: finished a bottle of Knob Creek, so we're good.
2: The fourth The fourth that was left of the 1.75 liter of Knob Creek.
0: Woo! We drank
1: it. So... I'm a little twisted. Oh, I'm getting I'm there.
0: Big uh, my cow.
1: So... Yes. Doja Cat?
0: Yes.
1: How about I just found out that song? Dude, it's so funny that you said that today because I just brought that up. I like, searched that video today.
0: I told Doja Billy Cat has last a song night, two ca- called Moo.
1: Yeah. About how she's a cow.
0: Bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. Mu, I don't say meow. I just say moo. I'm like moo. Well, here's my thing
1: Doja with Doja
2: Cat. If she says she's a cow, moo, my issue is.
0: He wants to see her titties.
2: Why didn't she show them udders on Instagram like she promised? Because
1: she's a master of uh, market, marketing and manipulating.
2: Dude, should I have just come out and said, hey, listen to my album if it hits number one on the charts, I'll show you a ball?
1: Can you Ooh, imagine? A ball? Ooh, one one single ball, ball. you left. know what
0: I'd pay to see a ball from anyone
1: yeah I like that but approach. they
0: not show you their other ball just a ball
1: one singular ball
2: did I fuck up by hiring the furries on cameo and not just showing one of my balls
0: no hey I man, love the furries today's
2: the day where the album drops you you. do oh. <laughs> show a ball I could hey listeners you hear this it's me unzipping my pants and showing you one of my balls Let's see. But let's go back to baseball so we can get uh, get this wrap this fucker wrapped up. So I'm down with the DH. I'm down. But what's interesting is the 30 man roster with the 20 man, uh, 20 or 24 man taxi. So if you have a taxi of these people, oh man, do we need to get you some water? I'm fine. You sure? I'll we'll get water, water
0: after.
2: There you go. But the 20 to 24 man taxi. What interests me about this whole thing is how do you keep them in game shape? If you're playing these, stadium, these 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 games that are either at home or away and you don't want to travel with them, like are they just sitting back at GABP in the cage? Because there is no minor leagues.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. So how like, do you keep them in
2: shape? Right. So like what do you what do you support? what are they supposed to do? Are they just taking drills, like
1: I mean, drills and with the expanded roster, the people that are at the gab, like more inner-squad scrimmages. I mean, as far as, like, you go full game.
2: Yeah, because you've got 20, so which means you have nine in the field that you just let people hit and rotate in and out like a Sandlot game. Well, I mean,
1: it's, the Reds have two st- two starting outfields that could start for just about any team in the league. Really close. Just about, right? Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, between Shogo, w- Stinky Winky... Yeah, Akiyama. You oh, said Shogo. Jesus. You're good. Yeah, I already he said Shogo. Just
0: said Akiyama,
2: not Shogo. He said Shogo, and then he said Winky, and then Akiyama.
1: Yeah, no, he's right. Shogo, Shogo Winky, uh, Castianos, Castianos, uh, Akina. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who? Uh, Senzel. Jendowski. Oh, dude, motherfucking Senzel. Right. Sinzel is like the odd man out in most people's brains, and you don't even mean to because you, you've got two thirds of it, already covered with the off season yeah acquisitions between Shogo and Castianos right, and then I mean Cinzel is just like the third man, but then who you got Winker who who can he stay healthy. That's yeah. always the issue. We've talked about it to
2: nauseam, but can he stay healthy? Which and else? that
1: is an issue with him, which, which is all the more reason to point to a loaded roster like we currently have. Right, which is so nice to say.
2: Instead of saying, oh, Mason Williams, you know, he hit three twenty in the minors. He can play, and then we liked him. Don't get me wrong. Like, he could slap. He didn't have any power. We met power. him
1: live when we went and saw batting practice. <laughs> right. Went against the Dodgers.
2: Right, so, like... Now we're just, like, to the point where it's not just finding. It's like, oh, we're stacked. Now we can have two rotating outfielders. Two rotating outfields that could play for, yeah, like you said, most teams. I I mean, the Giants would love to have most of those people. Yeah, absolutely. The fucking Marlins. Well, yeah, the Marlins. Yeah, they would. But, like, overall, I mean, that's rad. It's just I'm worried about how they stay in game shape. And I think... What's going to happen, like I just said, Sandlot games? Like, Kyle Bodie isn't going to be down in fucking, in, in goddamn Daytona. He's going to be a GABP working with the young guys. I, that's what I would think. I don't think he would just maintain and stay in Seattle at driveline. I mean, I might be wrong, but that's what I think I would have him do if he's on your fucking payroll.
1: Well, it's interesting because you have these players in seasons past who have. Completely like electrified a roster or changed a season based on their first one quarter to one third of the year, i.e. last year, Derek Dietrich. Right. Motherfucker hitting 19, 19 home runs before June. Right. His May was bonkers. So, so you, take, you extrapolate that and you take those players, excuse me, again, who <laughs> are going to be on every major league roster, right? Yeah. Everyone gets hot at at different times. Yeah. But if you took... Okay, let's say that we take Dietrich's season last year... Yeah. ...and put that on an 80-game season. That's a fourth of the fucking year... Right. ...that the guy's on a complete game-changing tear.
2: Yeah, think about Aquino's late July and August. Dude,
1: exactly. You think about Aquino's July where he had 19 dingers. I know. So you can have someone... What's that mean in a 20-game
2: season? Look at Puig's June.
1: Yes, where he batted three seventy-five with
2: a fucking four fifty OBP. So you shrink it, and these guys are already coming in where it's warm weather. Yeah. Where, like, that was Puig's thing.
1: They come out, and, and they're sweating in their sleeveless.
2: Yeah. Hot, number one. Number two, hot. In a non-horny way,
1: I think, where they're ready to yeah.
2: go—that's baseball. I mean, you remember playing when it was when it finally got hot. My—I mean, my bat woke
1: up. Yeah. I mean, everyone's did because you can't swing in April. We're going to see some really exciting off offensive numbers. Yeah, and
2: I honestly kind of feel bad for like the uh,
1: like the like eight. the slow burns.
2: No, not the slow burns, but more like, you know, the Braves. Maybe not, but like the like swamp pits. Like immediately, like, well, here it's a swamp pit, but like Atlanta. I mean, they play in an open-door, open-air stadium. Um, isn't that the only time, that's the only team I can think of that plays in the South that has an open-air stadium?
1: Marlins, Roof. They can close it up.
2: Rays, Dome.
1: Yeah.
2: Houston, Dome. Rangers just got a roof. Isn't that kind of crazy to think? Like, they're the only ones. And, and Atlanta built their stadium, like, three years ago and didn't even yeah. think about it. And that is, like, here it gets humid, but in Atlanta, it is like ball. It's like
1: 101 one It's gross. Yeah.
2: Atlanta rules, but it is gross. So, but, like, I actually don't. I retract that statement. It'll just be interesting. Um, the one big deterring factor out of all of this is the 50-50 revenue split. Now now you know, the yeah. players already agreed to take 50% less. And now they will be taking a 33% dip on top of that, on top of the agreement they've already made.
1: 88% is a lot. That's a ton of money. That Dude, I that, mean, we're talking for some people, we're talking like $20 million. Right. Now, let me put it, let me
2: Okay, set my drink down and this is this is let me go for a minute.
1: Yeah, go, baby.
2: Imagine that you went to work and someone said, "Hey, this isn't going the way we thought. The market's crashing. Can you take half of your salary?" And you're like, "Yeah, I guess, you know, I guess it's all based on what you make, you're my boss, so which means you pay me. I totally understand." And then it's like, "Cool. Well, just hang out, just take your time, and then once we get back, we'll be good." And then you're getting ready to go back to work, and they go, "Actually, here's the thing. We're not making as much still, so can you take even less money? Yeah. Can you do that? And I'm also going to put you at risk. I'm also going to make you still travel when you go and you present what you have to other other offices and your other coworkers. Are you okay with that? As a normal human being,
1: you would, you would say, say No. no. You would say, no, actually...
2: No, fuck you. That's
1: way more than I'm getting paid for.
2: Right. And also, um, before this, there wasn't really a cap on what you could make. But now there is a cap because it depends on what we make. This is what you will make instead of the prior agreement that we signed you to before this all started with your your contract with, with, with us here at... Business Co Incorporated. Yeah. But now um, we're going to have to change it, even though it's written and it's signed and it's a legal document. um, And you agreed to take even less with a new contract um, for just one year. But now we need you to change it again. Um, I know I'm still making money and I will still make money hand over (sighs) fist, but you're going to make less even though you're working for me. You're like, oh my God, that's ridiculous.
1: But, in, in, in but, any, now, yeah.
2: but now you are talking, now let's say baseball players, that's the exact situation going on, and these are people who have trained their bodies to do this their entire lives, and there is a short span in which they can do it. It's not like you're going to retire at 65, 67. You are retiring in your mid and to late 35 30s, or 30, if
1: you're lucky. If you're an all-time great. If you're a
2: great. You have a, such a short window. That that is such bullshit that other people will come out and say, fuck these millionaires. Fuck these people for not playing for me. And not think about the billionaires that are paying for all this other shit and still making money off the TV deal. That is that's what's crazy. Yeah. And on top of that, like, think about like that's just insane because like you are pitting millionaires against billionaires or super millionaires so take all the money out of it and think about what you would do and you would say fuck you i'm not going back to work knowing that you your average career span when you get to the top tier of where you work is three to five years is the average the average then eat the entire hole of my ass I'm not doing it. Yeah. And now you're taking millionaires and billionaires into the situation, and people are just going to freak out. And when the players don't come back, and they won't, unless the deal is right, then the fucking people are going to turn on them. Yeah. Like in the 94 strike, which was wrong on the owner's part. There is so much that was wrong that has been done by the owners and these old rich dudes. So that there has to be a point that they need to give in. Don't fucking put a salary cap on because you don't have a cap for what you make on TV deals there's no cap on what you make for advertising fuck off give the players what they want because they're actually the ones making you yeah, money because
1: the players like e- like
2: you That's can't
1: you, no dude no you nailed it you fucking nailed it I really respect that opinion on it because like the players can't dude it's not the players fault that there is a market that calls for their skills at such a high level that pays at such a high level. Right. It is a marketplace for people who want a job to be potentially able to get a job. Yeah. So if you get a job at that level, that's just the market price. Yeah. Sorry that I'm a millionaire. Dude, you know that's what's how so this crazy? Game works. You know what's so crazy is like we we have a personal connection with Trevor Gott. Right. Who plays for the Giants. And that kid, he's in a contract here. So he could make the millions that we're talking about. But in the scope of Major League Baseball, he's a plebeian. Right. He he, made, he dude, he makes eighty grand a month. He's also the guy in the
2: riskiest position because yeah. a relief pitcher No, but I'm just saying, like, at the complete know, fucking right, right.
1: base, dude. Trevor yeah. Gott's the poorest dude in Major League Baseball and he makes eighty grand a month. Right. Forty grand twice a month. Yeah. Is what his paycheck is. And you know when you get fucking wet and hard off of your paycheck and you get Twenty five hundred dollars. If you're the richest person I know, yeah.
0: At, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yes. you know,
1: Trevor gets forty G's a paycheck, right? Yeah. It's not his fault that the pay is that high. Mm-hmm. He entered into that job position when, uh, with 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 accepted market values, right? Right. So now these guys are like, yeah, this is my job. It seems menial. All I do is overhand throw a ball as hard as I can, but but ultimately millions and millions and millions of Americans are watching it and people are betting on it, yeah. and it's like a real part of our economy. There's people so, I mean, that just,
2: sit and talk about it yeah, into a microphone on a rooftop.
1: You think about the, you know, we'll, we'll call Trevor Gott... A poor major league baseball player because he's at the league minimum and he's but in the, the last of, year of arbitration. But, but guess what, motherfucker? He you bought your brand new car three times on one paycheck. Yeah. So those two guys, it's hard to give them sympathy, right? Uh, not, oh, not poor guy. No, no, not for me.
2: Of course, no, no. But right. I'm saying,
1: just like from the layman, when you're looking right. at it on the outside looking in, you look at right. these guys and you're like, oh, poor guy. But fact of the matter is, that's the market. That's yeah. what they trained for. That's what they got signed for contractually, right? And that's the money that they deserve, right? It's what they deserve. It's as trivial. It's it, it it it's as tr- trivial as you want it to be. Sure, they're playing a game, but the at the at the end of the day, it's on fucking Sports Center, dude. Right. It's on it. it it's in every it is taken in by a goddamn third of the country, at least at the the fucking least so yeah dude roll your eyes at the professional athletes that are making more money than you make in a year but at the dude it's what they signed up for man yeah it's the system you can't be mad at somebody for living in the system with, with within that they were brought up in you know sorry they made it and guess what they earned it Dude, they are—they are. They are. Earned. Is it insane that someone like Clayton Kershaw can get paid three hundred thousand dollars a pitch? No, because guess what? Eventually, he will stop doing it. No one blinks an eye when goddamn Hemsworth makes a billion dollars for being Thor. Right. It's a service provided, man. It's not the fault of the people that are providing the service. It's the fault of the people that have created the service being a thing, man.
2: Yep.
1: 100%. Like, I don't know, dude. It's so easy. I mean, you and I, who are even doing well. We're fine. I mean, you especially, man, like, in this gig economy where it's really tough. Unless you want, like, you can make a living and support a family of five, as long as you take a job that literally sucks the soul from your loins. Yes. That's the system that we live in. You can't fault a guy who can throw a ball 98 miles per hour with his shoulder. Right. It's the system that exists. And also, that ain't. He got it, man. That- he got it, bro. He got yeah. fucking signed and he's good enough to stay. Yep. If the money's there, you get paid. paid. And if, yep. and if 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 it's a conversation, it's like, oh, they should be paid less. All right, dude, let's talk about that some other time. But right now, we're just a country that is striving for anything to clutch onto. Yep. These, it's big enough for them to get paid as much as they do. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. like They've earned it, it. They deserve it, motherfucker, dude. Yeah. You throw a ball 100 miles an hour. Yeah, you it's do. An that. Entertainment. Yeah, forum, right? You earned it. Yep, you earned it one hundred percent. I walked up to my old bar ball, bar park. Bar park. Ball park. I walked up to my old ball, ball park the You'll other day it. when I was uh, in Lexington for Mother's Day, and I went and stood on the mound. I went and stood in the bullpen of my old Babe Ruth Park. That's sixty cool. feet six, six inches. I went and stood in the ball in, in the bullpen and looked at it and just. Even f- just try, j- go stand on a regulation mound and fathom the idea of throwing it 100 miles <laughs> per hour. <laughs> right! 100 miles per hour. It's faster than you have ever driven your car. Yeah, most people, most people, dude. I'd say I'd say 80% of people. Yeah, Motherfucker, if you've driven your car 100 miles per hour, you haven't. And there are people that are doing that with their shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> no, For, you're so right. So pay them, dude, and it's Just pay them pay them. I don't know. Snell came out. What did Snell say?
2: Snell came out and he said, look, I already agreed. I already agreed to take a pay cut. I'm not taking any more. I'm not doing it. No, dude. I said
1: 30%. I'm not taking 30% off of 30%. He said, I'm
2: not not taking... He said, I already took 50%. i am not taking another 33%. It's my fucking job, dude. Right. And it's also like what you said earlier. You're like, we're testing. They're testing the DH of the NL. Guess what else they're testing? A fucking salary cap.
1: And they're also testing the ability and privilege to play it all right yeah because who knows
2: what could happen like anything could happen there could be someone walking in, an, in the airport that like you know just the wrong fucking stewardess sneezes on the person and wrong. like who
1: knows who knows dude I try to so. keep people's bank account out of it because people who get paid for shit it's not their fault what the market price is yep no, it's not. It's not their fault, dude. Andrew Schultz, we were just talking about it. That guy put out a comedy special on YouTube right. for free Yeah, and let three million people listen to it. And then Amazon gave him a million and a half dollars yeah. to buy the rights of that. You can't blame people for what the market price is, dude. Right. If like, you're Joey like- Votto... You can't feel bad that you're getting paid $25 million a year. That's what they gave you. Right. And he also is losing
2: $102,000 $102, per game. But also, that's not being played. Think about this, too. Like, you go to a restaurant, you go to a nice restaurant, you sit down, and you're like, man, I'm craving crab legs.
1: I want a crab leg. And right then here. you open it up and you see
2: market price. And you ask the market price, and they go, it's $38 for three legs you're like you know what i'll pay for it
1: i'm gonna pay for it because i'm aware of the situation of the situation i'm aware yeah. of the market
2: right so which means then you sit down to eat it then all of a sudden you're like you know what pretty good but i'm gonna give you 22 dollars
1: and that's not how it works no it's not because you walked into their establishment yeah and ordered their crab legs it's the beauty
2: of america well it's also like when we've done gigs and you're guaranteed say you're guaranteed for a one night or 250 bucks which is great that's awesome where we're at you're like okay cool and then they come back and you're like you know what i really didn't like the show not a big fan here's 120 go no 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 we agreed on 250 you fucking pay me and it's not about the amount it's about you agreed the principle. you agreed this is you this is you honoring what we agreed on. and that's upon. where
1: we get into the ugly part of baseball where it's like contracts these motherfuckers signed they put their signature on a line and even as just like regular human beings that's all you and I could ask for right Right. is that if you sign something if you sign a contract then you that contract is upheld it's valid so Blake Snell is getting a lot of fucking money
2: this year also think about this how much the owners have fucked people for not bringing them up early because of
1: service time of course that's Senzel last year. Exactly. Two years ago. So what, rather. Your
2: last, yeah, exactly. Well, last season. But overall, think about that. You are continuing to take money out of his pocket because you don't want to fucking pay him. So, me, as a professional baseball player, if I was in Nick Senzel's shoes, I'd be like, fuck you, pay me. Yeah.
1: You already fucked me. What are you you're talking not about? Fucking dude? me again. I signed a contract just like somebody yep. who signed a contract at TQL. Yeah, you're working around
2: this again because guess what? They're smart businessmen. Who are finding ways and they're finding ways around the system and finding those loopholes. So fuck that and fuck them. Pay the motherfuckers. Don't fucking be an asshole. They're the people who are going to have to go from city to city. I don't know. We we already covered that, but it's just you're putting them at risk. Even though it's so, we don't know what the true numbers are or whatever because who knows? We get the media, we get the the states, we get everything that like these numbers reported. We, we don't actually know like we say we know but we don't but we hear we're told these numbers because it reassures us as humans or it scares the shit out of us which makes us fall online conspiracy theory but overall like
1: <laughs>
2: but overall man you're talking about human beings putting ourselves at risk that's the bottom line so pay them what you told him you we're gonna Dude, pay them
1: brother motherfucking preach Dude, fuck
2: that. I know what you mean, man. Uh, fuck that, 100%. I'm always on the side of the players.
1: So, with okay, we're talking about being on the side of the players. Blake Snell. Sure, with that, I'm 100% on his side. Like, one at Cy Young, right? Two years ago, yeah. One at Cy Young. One yeah. of the best pitchers Signed in the a,
2: league. Sign a, uh, f- what is it, a, th- I think, can you look that up? I think it's three, or was it, wait.
1: Are we talking about Snell? Yeah, but his, okay, his last contract
2: was uh, three years 50 million
1: dude you nailed it so in March
2: supposed to be make 12 million in March yeah 12 mil
1: before we really knew what all of this was gonna be yeah Blake Snell for the Tampa Bay Rays signed a three year or a no rather it was a good it was like a great deal for the fucking team he took yeah. a pay cut this motherfucker won a Cy Young right in March 2019, he signed a five-year, fifty million dollar extension.
2: Okay. Well, also think about how bad his 2019 was compared to his 2018. No, but
1: still, okay. I get it. So, so there's the market value. No, but we're talking five years, fifty mil. You do the fucking math. Well, also
2: bought out of his arbitration and then plus two, I think, or is it plus one?
1: But ten million a year. Right. Okay. So the t- Blake Snell is 27 years old. He was initially set to earn 7 million dollars on arbitration for the 2020 season. Yes, between arbitration. Yes.
2: That's cr- well yeah cuz he dipped, which is crazy cuz okay, he was no. also in he was also in his what second year of arbitration or second year of arbitration, right?
1: No, but listen to this. Okay. So, he signed a contract, a legally binding contract in March of this year. Right. 5 years, 50 million. The 27-year-old was initially set to earn 7 million dollars for 2020. He was going to go out and throw baseballs to a guy with a leather glove (laughs) sitting behind a guy trying to hit his balls. That's what he was trying to do. The new proposal reportedly calls for an 82-game regular season schedule, which means that Snell would make $3.5 million if he's paid a uh, a proportionate salary. And Blake Snell recently came out and said, pardon me, Fuck you. Yeah. I signed a contract for 10 mil a year. I don't want to make 3.5 more a year. And he also
2: agreed to the 3.5. So which means then they would be... He would be making... Because they want to tax that again? So which, yeah, which is what he said. He's like, I'll get taxed. So which means he'll... Hold on. He'll make... He'll make... um. Less, so which means, you know, they take, what is it, 20%? Is that what the government takes? I forget exactly yeah. the percentage. So they take 20. And then, on top of that, he would get a 33% pay cut, which, what, that's, he's, what, 2.5 right there? Uh, wait, 3.5. So then he would make around two three, And then he gets taxed on that. And then whatever goes into his 401k or I think the Rays probably covers so, health insurance. So
1: take a take away the fact that he's making a lot of money to throw a leather ball at people. But then he's also losing around $8 million. Okay, exactly. Right. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's right. fucked. Like, you can point at him and say he's making so much money even after the pay cuts. In his but prime. If, but if you, in your prime. If you were 28 years old and you were fucking killing it... Okay, let's say Billy. Okay, Billy's a prime example. You're a prime example. You're a young man. You turn 30 next month. And you are in in an industry where you are making money that you deserve. Right. Probably less than you deserve. So it's probably like less of a better metaphor. But I'm saying... I get what you're saying, though. You signed the fucking contract to say that you were going to make... And I'm just going to throw out an arbitrary number. 50 grand a year. Which... Any of our okay, no, I I know that it's okay. I get it, but I'm just saying. I'm not going to be an asshole. No, no, but I'm just saying. For a nice flat round number, you're making fifty grand a year. And if you're listening to this, imagine that you do your job for whatever you agreed to do. Right. You sign a contract and you make fifty grand a year. Right. After all of this legislation and all of these mandates that have been handed down because of the coronavirus, that gets cut in half. Right. And then that gets cut in a quarter. Right. And you're saying, Hey, I know it's less and not the same, but I'm still working for you and this is what you agreed to right. pay me. Right. I understand everyone's hurting it, and I'm gonna take a pay cut. I'm Blake Snell. I'm gonna take a pay cut because I'm already wealthy and it's for the greater good. I'll take the half. And then you're gonna you're gonna cut me again? These guys are allowed to say fuck you very much. Right? I I'm out. I'm I'm out. They're allowed to say that and yeah. just because they are making more money than any of us could fathom, it's not their fucking fault, dude. No. We've said this on this podcast a million times, dude. Everyone on the Facebook groups Gets mad at Joey Votto for making twenty five mil a year because he doesn't have fifty home runs. He well, guess what, it. dude? He earned it. He earned it. Before. He won an MVP, dude. Yeah. He won an MVP, and then he signed that contract because they put it in front of him on a desk. And then all his job is is to go out and be Joey Votto. And guess what? He did that for a long time, Yeah, dude. And it's, that's why contracts are backloaded.
2: Exactly,
1: dude. It's exactly so they why they're time, fucking backloaded. They
2: can add players in the time
1: when they're in their prime. So I'm just saying, dude, I am on Blake Snell's side. I'm on all the players' side. I'm on all these guys' side because, dude, it's not their fault yeah. that the money that they're getting is insane. You know It was market fucking value. You know whose side I'm not on is Mark Teixeira. Dude, that motherfucker. He's
2: fucker came out, you haven't pulled out Yeah, dude, not. Yeah,
1: keep talking about it. I'll pull so it
2: up. So he he if for the he'll at least pull up the exact quote, but the the quote is like, I would make pennies on the dollar so I could just have a season and not have it completely lost.
1: So here's Teixeira's quote. He said, quote I would rather make pennies on the dollar and give hope to people and play baseball than not make anything and lose an entire year off their career. Here's a couple things about that. First off, to Shera, you're worth $300 million. Eat my entire asshole. You could not make a dime of income for the rest of your life and live a comfortable life. Right. And again, what I was just saying, it's not to Shara's fault. No. It's not his fault that he's the r- so <laughs> fucking rich. Right. It's not his fault that he's so rich. But the idea of saying that, man. Well, think about this,
2: too. Like, if he's saying that to get players to come back, because guess what? He works for ESPN of on the cor- desk. Because he
1: needs to keep making that nut by having players to play.
2: Right. He's tired of seeing Eduardo Perez and Carl Ravitch called KBO games. He's tired of it. He wants to call real games. He wants to be at that desk and analyze and shit on players that he thinks weren't as good as him. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck every part of that sentence that he said, and fuck his numbers. Fuck you. You played for the richest team in the game with the Yankees. You're telling me that if Steinbrenner came down and said, We're, you're, I'm giving you a pay cut you know, this season, and he's like, no, I'm not doing
1: it. He wouldn't have He, he would wouldn't have, have He would have acted Exactly like Blake Snow. Yeah He's not in the game anymore And he feels like He can make that statement Because he's in the media And he's an ex-player Right it's like I get his opinion That he feels like He has the right to say it And sure Motherfucker he does He can But yeah. guess what We have the right to be like Fuck eh, you
2: You're wrong You're wrong bro So wrong You're wrong dude Dude, it's so wrong. So fuck him for taking that side. Fuck that. I, I am one hundred percent for the players getting what they already agreed to, which is crazy. Taking half and Tony Clark is not a good union rep. No, dude. And I don't think. I mean, there's half gotta be insanity,
1: dude. And they already gave that up. It's so, dude. I, if anything, make it, make that, l- make you love baseball. Right. That these dudes were like. I understand that I'm wealthier than just about everyone I know. Yeah. I'm going to do it. What Teixeira said holds a little truth, but it is lost in him saying it. True. You know what I'm saying? It's lost in a guy who's had a fucking 15-year career where he made multiple big contracts. Yeah. We're talking about guys in the league right now who, without this corona. Atrocity could have just been completely solid bench back up 10, yeah. 12 years. They could have pulled a real fucking Doug Flynn. Yeah. And just lived their life in Major League Baseball and just gone along and just had their fucking wife and yeah. in Kansas City or Cincinnati or Detroit or wherever it is. And you're on the road for a little bit, but then you come back and you make as much as like a high end tech dude who writes code for fucking Yelp. (laughs) Right. You're making goddamn six G's a year and that's on the lower end of everything. Let me blow your mind. The year right now where we are arguing
2: about players and what they should make and what they deserve this was supposed to be the year where the guy who created the Major League Baseball Union was supposed to go into Cooperstown. Yeah. How fuck. Fucking crazy is that! The union was created in 1967, and it took this long for this guy to get in the hall, and yet it's pushed back because of Name coronavirus, it. and it'll get pushed back more because of what the players need. And if it wasn't for the union, it wouldn't happen. Yeah, that's insane, and it's almost perfect.
1: Yeah, it's, it's almost dude, it, it a perfect, perfect. storyline. It, it is perfect. It's a perfect storyline. It
2: is and I think it's beautiful. And it's almost it's wonderful.
1: fucking hack.
2: Uh, I wouldn't go hack. I think it's one of those things where no, it's I'm, like I'm when, you, saying, when you... I'm not calling
1: them hacks. I'm just saying like it's almost like too well-written. Right. It's, it's like if you watch this play out on a TV show, you'd be like, that makes too much sense. Give me a little humanity. Yeah.
2: It's almost like when you unroll a Tootsie Roll and how you pull it apart and then when it comes apart perfectly one, the one out of the two thousand in the bag and it makes that simple little yeah. <sniffs> and you put it in your mouth and you know that's the best one you've had that's what that is to me yeah bro that is what that is to me and I think it's perfect as as long as you hear the cop sirens cause they're coming to get us cause we're talking good about the
1: whoa! this podcast's too good motherfucker we taking them down but no, it's just like, that's what, that, that like. I don't know if we've actually said it out loud, but. Oh, wow, they're on our street. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to. Uh, rooftop. Uh, rooftop comedy. Oh, man, that's really showing up on the. Uh, yeah, take it in, guys. Wow. Oh, they stopped. They're that's on the neighborhood. The... Oh, they're right they here are... on the
2: street. They are re- responding to Mohammed's again.
1: Yeah, well, I can't remember exactly what I was about to say. It was a lot. I'm going to leave it at that. But it was just that
2: it is a perfect unraveling of the MLB season when it's supposed to be. So I think these storylines are great. And, man, I not only am I excited for the season to start but I'm excited to see how this unfolds and what happens and it will show the owners true colors and what they really <laughs> bless you intend to do I don't think it's going to show bless you to the mid market guys like no. you know like us like the,
1: the Reds, Royals
2: the Royals the the Rays like I think it's going to be the top tier fucks who make um, like five, five to six billion dollars off their TV deals I think well, it's like imagine. the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, like they're gonna be the ones that are fighting like the Reds and every the Reds, the Royals, the Cardinals, the Brewers and be like, let's fucking play. You're gonna fuck me. I might if you don't if you don't get this started, I have to sell my team.
1: Can you imagine the amount of people in New York City who would tune in to a Yankees game? A ton. If they were able to yeah, and they Everyone will be. we know, when you, I would, I would venture to say that every person that we know in New York doesn't have a cable package.
2: No, and guess what? They'll fucking find a way to stream it. But overall, wouldn't it also motivate people to buy it? Like, think about this: like if MLB TV was like, "Hey, it's a half-season package, no blackouts, hundred bucks." People done. would buy that. It's over, especially if, no blackouts. If,
1: if, if nothing else, for just something to do.
2: Right, like what? L.A. extended theirs Their stay at home for three more months? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Toronto said there's going to be no sports uh, available to the public for the whole year. But they could still probably play in the Dome. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I don't know. Here's here's something crazy that was also brought up when I did the Craft Brood sports, which was like, you're a college football guy. You love U.K.? Yeah. How do you feel about this? If
1: our if, recruiting this year is nasty.
2: Well, you're kind of fucked because the head of the NCA said if there's no students in schools, then there's no reason for college sports, and I 100% agree with that. And I think, in the bottom of my heart, college football is not going to happen this year, and we'll be lucky if college basketball happens. It that sucks.
0: Is
1: truly heartbreaking.
2: But it's true, dude. You're putting kids at risk children they're 18 19 20 years old you can't kids, put them in but, that
1: but kids to go out and play if they get tested no they're kids you can't it's no, a bad get, no, look d- d- fuck the look oh here we go this is what i'm looking for fuck the look there it is it's all about optics man and i'm like i'm saying like i'm here to keep it safe dude but if you fucking test players and they're not if they if 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 they're not positive, or if they have the antibodies or whatever it is, because that's the scariest thing about it right now is no one really knows what's going on. Right, dude. Fuck that noise, man! If you test these kids and they come back negative, let, let them, play? them play a game. All right,
2: I don't let think them play so. a game.
1: People would watch it without it being of in the course. stadium.
2: But guess what? Those those people who are playing don't make. Anything off of
1: that? That's also the crazy part. But they never have made anything. Off no, of
2: that. until well. Yeah. So now
1: let this bolster some legislature to give these kids right, some which money, which is what's
2: happening, which is a middleman. It already is...
1: happened post or pre pandemic, right? Rather. With with, uh, with so now with middle it's man. Like, so now it's like if we bring back collegiate sports on any level, if they test and they're negative. Now let's pay pay these kids like now more than ever you can rationalize it. You don't have fucking food sales. You don't have ticket sales. You don't have goddamn parking lot sales.
2: Right, which means there's more reason to not pay them.
1: Yeah, it's just tough. Oh, I mean, dude, that's a really good point. Well,
2: well, it's just that's it's bad optics. It's bad optics, and and the difference between collegiate and professional is professional. It's gonna. It's probably gonna die in your mouth. I'm talking about my dick. Um, the problem is like kids. These are kids who sign up for an internship. Professional, they are getting paid for it, but they also should get paid what they what they deserve and what they've earned.
1: But they never have,
2: right? But.
1: So is this but, 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 time? but the difference
2: what i'm saying is, is this, there is a virus that we cannot see and we cannot fight against and there's nothing that can cure them besides time if they're lucky or if they're very fortunate which is 90% of people between the ages of of 3 to 52.
1: Well, people in the last couple years with like the CTE Right storm coming up, that's been like a part of a di- of the discussion. is it, it, it's like if you want, if you can sign up to play football as long as you are aware of the possibilities and risks that go with it. Sure,
2: but you're also doing four years of potential brain drama for the potential, you're doing four years of potential brain trauma for the potential of doing it for a longer amount of time in the NFL and you get paid a shit ton for it.
1: But we're... But but it's like... Which it, is actually
2: it, the three... It's what, 1.8%? Less than
1: 1%. That's right.
2: Of, of college players go to the NFL.
1: Yes, but now we're getting into human rights. Yeah, let's not... Like, like, <laughs> no, no, but I mean... Is, is it your right to play college football if you accept? Because with all the CTE, everyone was saying, it's like, okay, let's just have waivers for football. Yeah. And sign that. Well, dude, I can I can guarantee you some of the kids that I taught in inner city Cincinnati and kids across the country right now, like, they want to play ball. Of
2: course. But if there were kids who are like, nah, I'm out. You have cool. to respect that.
1: They are allowed to be out. Okay. But the ones that want to play, they get to play.
2: Yeah. And, you know... I mean,
1: this is an American problem. This is me coming from a, a place of privilege where I have never lived a day in my life where I didn't get to express myself. True. Same. Okay? Same. And as a white American, bro, I, I couldn't hear it more. Sure. Like... I am aware of my privilege and I try to check my privilege and I try to live my life knowing that I have an upper hand. Of course, you know, same. The kids that are playing college football, the kids that are playing college basketball, the kids that are the kid the, how about the children that are playing the, in the NFL? Yeah, they don't have a choice. Yeah It's their only shot. You're right? No, it's you're their, right. It's their only shot, and I don't. I, man, dude, I, I I'm getting way in over my head, man. I'm not smart enough to make sweeping comments about the country. But my I opinion, you know, strongly disagree
2: with you saying that you are not smart enough and you're not like uneducated on the situation. What I think is. You're allowed to make your own stance, live on it, and be on that hill and die on it if you want to. And we all have our own opinions, so fucking let it fly.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's where I am right now. I think that uh, if you're an American citizen, be safe, don't be a fool, go into the public. If you are a fool, if you flaunt it, and if you put others in true real danger than be punished for that. But other than that, man... Live it. I just want... It. And again, it's a, a spoiled, privileged, white American saying this, man. But, like... Live your life. Yeah, dude. I'm with you. I think you just gotta make it happen. Just do what
2: you wanna do. But be... But there... I don't know if you... As a... As a true, blue-blooded Demo crap or as my parents call me, libtarded, um, maybe there should be some something in place where it's like, hey, if you're out, wear a mask. If not, we're going to give you a ticket. Yeah. I think that should be in place. I think...
1: Um, um, See, if, I think ticketing people because for a lack of a mask a- is scary, dude.
2: I mean, it could open the door, but guess what? The door's already been opened when there were drones in New Jersey telling people to social distance. Yeah. I would rather have someone hand me a ticket for not wearing a mask than for a drone flying above my head and saying, social distance, if you don't, you will get a ticket. You will well, be cited. Those- you will get a court summons. And guess what? Then there's fucking RoboCop above me, and I'm not
1: for that. Yeah, I know, but, like, almost those are the... This- the freedoms of the states. Those and, are the same worlds. I know. But and I understand that we're
2: free and that it's all this stuff and we got to adhere to the Constitution. But guess what? Things constantly change.
1: Yeah. I mean, we also... That's over, an, we an, over That's agreed. what an amendment
2: is. Right. We overturned that you could own people. Yeah. This is a living, breathing document. The best part is that it's living and breathing and you can put a new tattoo on it. Yeah. I don't know. It's just there's, there might be some lines that we can't cross, and there's some lines that we should, but, man, you just, I, I support, there's a I support these
1: Major League Baseball players saying, 100%. Hey, this is what you said. Yep. If you want me to do it, then live up to what you said. Yep. I support those guys, man. I support Blake Snell. I support Alex Wood. And I look at a guy like Mark Teixeira and say, Fuck you. What the fuck are you talking about, commentator? <laughs> yeah, desk bitch. Let's round third and head for home. Yeah, dude, let's uh, do you it, You leave off. Oh, okay, here we go. Uh, May 25th. May 25th. It's a Monday. It's Labor Day. Uh, I don't know what, Memorial Day. Memorial. It's Memorial Day weekend, 525... We're doing comedy shows, man. We're doing live Woo! comedy shows. Hot damn! We're doing live fucking comedy shows, and I've gotten a little bit of uh, uh, blowback from it, and so oh, you it, have? Uh, just a little bit. We'll talk about it after the pod. Okay. Um, okay, because I gotta get another drink. A little, yeah, me too. Little blowback. <laughs> uh, here's what we're doing: every single Monday, I run an open mic at the Hub the best open mic in the city. Yep. It happens down on Main Street. Uh, On Good Nights, there's 35 comedians who go up. What is it? uh, 1103? Yeah. Uh, No, uh, their address? Yeah. 1209. Fuck! Yeah, 1209 Main Street at the Hub. We do comedy. We've been doing comedy there for a fucking minute. Yeah, we
2: started it in what? in Like three years ago? Three
1: years ago, like... Two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, on um, four twenty. Three, yeah, on four twenty. It was three years. How fucking cool is that? It's pretty fucking bonkers. <laughs> it doesn't even seem real. It doesn't seem like <laughs> my life, dude. I can't thinking about like when we first started the hub. It's just
2: just a fucking crapping stance.
1: It's, it's a goddamn swirl of reality. But follow at the hub otr. In their link is a ticket uh, is a link for tickets. On five twenty five, we're doing uh, two shows at eight o'clock and ten o'clock at Woof. the hub. Thirty people can go in there. It uh, we is it thirty taken, or thirty it, four? It's it's thirty. It's thirty. Thirty. We, do, we just capped it out on thirty, so we had a little bit more wiggle room. Smart move. You know, uh, um, we're doing a live show, man. We're doing a live show with uh, thirty four or thirty people with social distancing taken into account there's plexiglass at the bar there's new booth seating we added tables so we're going to basically run the hub like a comedy club so if you want to see what that's going to be like there're only a couple tickets left follow at the hub otr on instagram follow the link in their bio and go buy some tickets on brown, pa- uh, brown paper bag or brown paper, paper tickets. tickets rather brown paper tickets um, it's what we're doing man and we are going to take this first show on Monday May 25th with me Billy, Andrew Rudick Rand Barnaclo Gabe Kia uh, John, John Hayes. Hayes might come fuck around like it, it's a real comedy show it's gonna be very good um it's that's all the we're boys doing. we're just dipping dipping our fucking toes in the in the pool to see how it feels man yeah and uh that's all we can do so that's what I got plugged
2: um guys here's guys my rounding have, turn for ready for
1: hope you all might have heard of this
2: um you, you can listen to "Drinking at the Kids Table" on Spotify today, right now. Spotify, right, fucking now, dude. Bill, Sp- oh, here we go. Ready, for this, right now. Ready yeah, for this list? Ready for this list. list? Here's the list. You can listen to "Drinking at the Kids Table" on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Google Play, Napster, uh, TikTok. Oh, I'm forgetting a big one. I'm forgetting Amazon. Oh, there's another big one. There's another big one. And I'm forgetting it. Pandora. Yeah. Um, literally, there are 250 different services that you can listen to my album on. So please, it depends on on where you live, but 250. I'm on, I'm on seven different Saudi Arabian streaming platforms for people to listen to my album on. That's insane. There's. It's ev- It's literally everywhere.
1: Everywhere you can get anything.
2: Anything. But please buy it on iTunes. I want to be number one on the charts. I'm going to be real close. Let's get this
1: motherfucker on number one on the charts, number dude. Number one. Number also, one,
2: dude. Um, there's so many people to thank, um, so I'm going to release a freestyle rap about it. Hell Yeah. Okay, not what I wanted, but that's fine.
1: No, dude, uh, what do you want me to say? Ha ha, um, like Tabari? Yeah, that's it. Uh, that was really all I wanted.
2: I also wanted it in that sarcastic tone. That really was all I wanted. That was really everything, to be honest. <laughs> but, seriously, fucking calm the fuck on. Listen to my goddamn album. I'm really happy with how it turned out. If you want vinyls, they'll happen in like two to three months. Um, get at us. Um, I'm so fucking You thrilled. hear that, Sadie Mae?
1: Oh, Fucking finals available.
2: Sadie, when it, when uh,
1: I, God damn it, Sadie. You know what? I we can't love wait to, you so much. I
2: can't wait to meet. Like I, I think we passed. I think actually you passed on my street, and I was like, "Is that Sadie?" And then you were already gone with a bottle of wine. You wouldn't
1: know, Sadie, man. She's a brand new uh, fan and friend of the comedy scene here in Cincinnati. <sighs> I, can't I can't wait can't to love meet you ya. anymore. I'll plug her real quick. We're doing Dude. the show on May twenty fifth, and I will have Prince that were made by Sadie I need
2: to hang that in my apartment
1: yeah dude yeah no uh, I'll get the prints from her shortly and um, I'll be selling those at the hub and we will send that money and put it right back into comedians pockets and I'll throw a little Sadie's way cause she's such a bad bitch dude she is a bad bitch and I love it yeah um, no I think dude, we only she have... fucking rips man she <sighs> really has got her back
2: I think we have only one, only
1: one more thing to say yeah. what is it Bill? go red legs stay nasty